What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Funny things that you think funny aren't funny. Give me talks all the time. I want talks all over me. The Alan Cox Show kicks ass, man. Welcome. Welcome. Show me what you got. You're not going to see a lot of Cox on TV. Alan Cox from the Alan Cox Show. Mary Santora is here. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Pound Cake is back in Studio G. Afternoon, white people. Hello. If you want to know where he is, that's where he is. Wherever you are, if you'd like to join us, uh, uh, feel free to do it. Uh, if you want to call, 216-578-1007. 1007 35192. If you want to send me a text, I will see all those. I respond to a lot of them, not all of them, maybe yours. But who knows? Uh, AlanCogshow.com for all the other stuff. Um, so a little earlier today, I was uh, doing a lap uh, downtown uh, Cleveland here, and I go, hey, you know what I'll do today? I'll go to Geraci's. Hey. I'll go back to, I'll walk to the back of the building. I'll go back there. And then I forgot we don't have a bathroom here today. Mm-hmm. You mean we don't have a bathroom here today? We go down to the men's. It's all closed off. They're doing something. Yeah. Hope you didn't uh, have a big lunch before the show, Pound Cake. What the? Okay. So First of all, there's a line coming out of Geraci. So kudos to them. But I'm like, hey, I ain't standing in that line, bathroom or no. B, I don't know what we're supposed to do. There's no public restroom down here for the guys. I think the the ladies is no, fine. women's is closed, too. They're both closed. Yeah. I thought there was a, a key procured for one of the apartments or something. Yeah, but you got to run up to the, you, we got eight the elevator yeah. to the 19th floor and hey. go into an empty apartment. Well, we got to do what we got to do, you yeah, know? Well, 
I'm too late for that. <laughs> That's why I'm not sending pound cake up there to take a dump. You, you gotta go tell do, me I can't you go, gotta go do it yes, on the street. Yes, I can. <laughs> you can't tell me I can't go poop. Yes, <laughs> I can. Oh, this is the time oh, you want to do it at work? I'm now you want to do it at work. This is a private apartment. A private yeah. bathroom in a private now apartment? Now yes, it's still at work. Your work is on the ground floor of that building. Doesn't matter. If you're anywhere in this building, you are at work. Over my dead body, you're going to take a dump upstairs. Work is. If I can't do it, you can't do it. I don't know. That work is subjective because if I. It's was, not subjective. It's it work. If you're I, in this building. If I was like a male nanny and I had to poop while I was working. You can flap your house. gums all you want, but you ain't a male nanny and you're working in this building. I could poop in the apartment. You ain't going to poop in the apartment. I'm telling Keith Kennedy not to give you that key. <laughs> with an alcohol so if I'm backed up, you're going to be backed up too, homie. I don't know how they can do it. That's also the restaurant's bathroom, too. Yeah. Yeah, just to say. Enjoy going over there and have some to eat, only to walk out into the hallway and go, what? They put a sign. We got a quick email. The men's room down here is always half busted anyway, right? Those are the women's. There's Both those bathrooms. Okay, well, whatever yeah. it is, right? There's water leaking out of whatever. And, you know, there's four stalls. Two of them always have out of order. So they put a sign on yesterday that says, hey, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, we're going to have people working in here from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'm going, great. They're going to fix everything, right? Well, then something happened. Something else happened. So now the sign just says, till further notice. Uh, <laughs> like, great. Well, All right. Well, I guess I'll, what do I, walk down to Heinen's? I mean, they they get what they get. I'm, taking a I'm working here, floor. man. I, what? The email said Zanzibar, which is on the other side. Yeah, of they the don't building. have one either. Where, oh. where you go, where, well, you're going to walk in and go, hey, can I use your bathroom? I'm not doing that. I figured Most that- places are going to go, no, because they don't know what's going on down here. I doubt they got an email from the building. I would, that's what I assumed was that. I they... don't assume anything. I walk. That's how I ended up thinking I'd go to Geraci's. I go. I'll walk down to these alleged bathrooms and then I'll cut into Geraci's. There ain't no bathroom. There are no public bathrooms. They might have them in the restaurant. Marble Room's a classy establishment. Let's walk over there. Also, not can I? Because I'm like, well, maybe I can walk cross street to the Holiday Inn. Maybe they got one. But a lot of places in any downtown. They don't have public bathrooms. They don't want people in there, you know, sleeping or doing whatever. You know, they just go, nope, sorry. So I don't know. So get up. I'm backed up, man. I can set my watch by when I take my dumps. It's throwing me all off. And the fact that I'm going to be up at three in the morning somehow taking mm-hmm. a dump. The fact that I can't pee makes me have to pee even more because I didn't have no. to. I didn't have to pee until you said something, and I'm like, well, I did drink a bunch of water, like, and I had coffee. I have to pee. So where am I going to yeah, be? Right. Alan? The power suggestion. What are you asking me for? I don't know. I've been here all day, homie. You just walked in. Since you got your degree, you know everything. Please. Tell I got my degree in bathroom <laughs> management. What I get my degree in? Plumbing. <laughs> Seems to be so smart. So that's what I'm not smart. I'm saying there's means. no. Yeah, there you go. No, come on. I mean, it's not. Uh, I, I don't know what to. Is we can't just use it a little bit. We can't just do like a little bit. Like. It's got to be okay for peeing. Maybe you don't take a dump in there. <laughs> it says no further notice. It's kind of drained. I don't know what further notice okay. is going to be. The but. gym has a locker room. We could go to the gym. Right? Yeah, we have to get into the gym, too. It's a private establishment. You're not going to walk in there and go, hey, can I use your bathroom? They're going to go, no. Flatly, no. That's my point. But I am like you and everything else. I don't even want to do something until somebody tells me I can't do it. Mm. So uh, anyway, sorry, Geraces, you lo- <laughs> you lost the sale. 
can't poop today. <laughs> they had a line coming out the door. They didn't even know I was there. But people are digging it, boy. I didn't realize that it goes as far back as it does. Yeah. Into the arcade there. You can kind of walk by and just... So what I did was I pressed my face right up to the window and just watched people eat. And um, this guy, I could see this guy elbowing his friend. He goes, is that Alan Cox watching us eat? And the guy goes, who? And then I just kept walking. Because I got what I wanted. But it was... But again, uh, it is... Uh, I know you guys have set up cots there. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I just haven't uh, made it over there yet. I guess there's got to be that sweet spot. Lunchtime is busy over there. Yeah, but again, it depends on when, you know, it used to be everybody blew up around noon, but this was probably 1140-ish maybe, so maybe people were anticipating. Maybe yeah. are, these are regulars now, and people are, are anticipating a rush, but uh, I don't know. So anyway, if Bill at any point uh, happens to have pound cake in frame today on the live stream, and you see him with a Mountain Dew bottle about yay high, that's what pound cake's doing in there. Well, you get what you get. Yep. I didn't ask for this. I know. This is un. I it's I know. No, Unsolicited. Bound conditions. Hostile work now. environment. <laughs> hostile. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Best know. of? Should we just go to best of because you guys can't hold your piss? Yeah. <laughs> do an inspect Like, you guys don't have a bathroom? I'm fine with that. I, be, I pee a lot. I pee like home. every other segment. Bill called me out on it the other day. I was going to go to bed. He was like, didn't you just go? Like, I probably go. Because you're not drinking enough water. Or I'm drinking a lot of water. No, once you drink, start drinking a lot of water, your kidneys kind of slow down, and you don't go as often, ironically. Wait, how do you know till you get to that point? Like you, you then to... you know. I don't know about that. Like, I don't, I, I'll go the whole show without peeing, because I drink a lot of water. Mm, I don't know about I that. Pee like I pee, like, every hour or two. I think I drink things That's that, not, well, dehydrate me. Like, I drink a lot of coffee in the morning, and I, I'm not very good. I'm, tr I'm better, but I'm not where I should be with drinking water in the morning. I drink the most water here in that. All right. Yeah, but coffee's a diuretic. This is the new uh, contest. I'm going to lose. Yeah. Whoever, I'm going to lose. Whoever so can hard. hold the longest is the champion of the Alan Cox. Well, got it. AC Bladderbuster, I'm yeah. taking the gold, you baby. Like, I'm, I'm... You get the Taylor Swift tickets. Yes, <laughs> that's right. We're going to need a bunch of moms next Wednesday to just stand there and not go to the bathroom. And there's your Taylor Swift yeah. tickets, ladies. There's never been a contest like that that's gone wrong. I was uh -huh. going to say, didn't somebody die? Yeah. Like they had to drink a gallon of water and not pee and they bladder explode or something? Yes. Yeah. They, the management got fired. The yeah. show got fired. People got sued. All for a wee. It was, hold your wee for a wee. Because it's super, super clever. And um, yes. God, how so, long that um, take? huh? How long does it take for if you drink a gallon? How long would it take for your bladder to burst? Uh, mm. I don't know, but um, it was uh, very, uh, very bad for that radio station. It's in Sacramento. Golden showers for golden tickets. That's right. The hold your wee for a wee. You're, you're talking. I had just gotten like back to Chicago. 07. Because yeah, okay. I just got back to Chicago. And um, this was a woman who went in for a radio contest in Sacramento. It was called Hold Your Wee for a Wee. And they see how much water they can drink without going to the bathroom. The trouble with contests like that is you don't know. You know, you'll have people sign a blanket waiver if they did that. Who knows? Maybe they didn't think there was a thing about it. But anything that involves, like, a person's body, 
you don't know what they've got going on. Right. You don't know if they have some kind of condition. You know how pound cake's like super sweaty all the time? It's got that hyperhidrosis. You don't know how somebody's hormones or whatever could, I don't know. Just in my palms and my feet. Not super sweaty anywhere else. So this You'd woman, actually do probably good at this contest because you can just get all your moisture out through your feet and I was hands like an X-Men. It, it was funny because I was thumb wrestling with my uh, boyfriend last night and he couldn't pin me down. I was like, because I'm greasy. Like, you can't get me. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. But thumb you... wrestling? Why weren't you Greco-Roman naked that's wrestling? Their pre- that's their foreplay. That's their prelude? Yeah, that's how Are they, they get Swedish, going. Swedish European like, sex championships? Like, you can't uh, give me a piggyback ride. and You can't hold me up kind of stuff. No, this was after all that. So oh, it was after, this, okay. This was after we were sitting on the couch watching a movie. And <laughs> this is your post-coitus. Mm-hmm. I guess what I meant thumb wrestling. Thumb wrestle. What'd you watch? Oh, God, I don't remember. So good, huh? No, uh, the other day we watched the Wesley Snipes and, uh, what was it, the Dirty Dancing Guy. Drag yeah. Oh, no, Tu Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu, yeah. Yep. Watch that. That sure. was pretty funny. It gets you killed in Florida now. <laughs> the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS. Is the ladies' room open? Uh, no, but they... You went in the water fountain. Yes. Sweet. I, I just crouched on top of it like a gargoyle. Yeah. Didn't even pull my pants down, to be honest with you. Why the hell wouldn't you pull your pants down? Because Are you wearing a skirt? It's the way. This is the way. This is the way. But if you're gonna pee with your pa- you're gonna pee your pants, why would you gargoyle up on the water fountain? Exactly. No, dude. You so- are a different breed of cat, aren't you? Boy, <laughs> somebody thinks Mary Santora is going to zig. She zags. You don't know anything about me. Nope. Um, so they have, our restrooms are closed. Our public restrooms are yes. closed. And they have like, I went and asked the leasing office because I went to our boss and I said, hey, what's the pee key situation? And he goes, I don't have one. And I was like, so what are we supposed to do? And he goes, talk to the leasing office. They say that they have a solution. So I went to them, and the guy was like, I could let you up into a vacant apartment, but there's no toilet paper, soap, or paper towels. And I was like, okay. Just a bowl and water. Yeah, I was like, so that's not going to work. And he was like, okay, well, we have this like construction area that has a working restroom, so you can go in there. So it's like past where the men's room is, there's this big wide open- freight elevator? Yes, a big wide open construction area. And he's like, yeah, just use the women's room in there. If there's anything wrong, just let me know. And as soon as I opened the door, I was like, like, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> it smelled so bad. Because yeah, because everybody's been, go- it's a confined space. Is that what it is? No. Oh. One of the toilets looks like a day three of a festival porta potty. Oh. It is just overflowed with uh, excrement I, listen, <laughs> and toilet paper. I know, they, and- I know they figure that at any given time, there's about six people here at iHeart Cleveland. Still, but come dude. on, man. So I go in there and then I checked all the stalls. Only one. Because this affects the restaurant too. Yes. Only one of the stalls had toilet paper. So I went in there, but I'm like holding my breath the whole time because it smells so bad. And then I go to wash my hands and the, you put your hands under the sink and like you can hear the pipes clinking, but no water comes out. So then I'm like, I wonder if these toilets are even going to flush again. You know what I mean? So um, imagine if Mary like blew up whatever plumbing system they were working on. And, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I guys, we're back. just going to demo the bathrooms and just start them from scratch. So long story short, just it's you worse. Didn't gargoyle on no, the I didn't. water fountain? I went in the dirty bathroom and with 
I, I was when I was walking back out, the security guard was like running to where I was. She goes, girl, I was going to tell you not to go in there. It's absolutely horrendous. It's been like that for three months mm. is what she said. Because I think the construction there stopped. Yeah. They were putting something right next door to us here. And I think that has been paused or ceased yeah. or something. Yeah. She was like, we've been complaining to have someone come and clean it up for months and no one's come. So that's where they're directing us to go. Awesome. I don't I don't know how the men's room is in that construction area, but the women's room is uh, horrendous. So, Well, we can pee in an apartment without toilet paper. You guys can't. And yeah. I can't. I mean, I can try to wiggle drip dryer, take some paper towels <laughs> some, up with yeah, me or something, yeah, yeah. but... Yeah. I'm, I, I'm overdue for my midday pinch, is what I'm saying. So I'm just going to be doubling up now when I get home. I'm going to have to walk in, and rather than greeting and kissing my wife and child, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to put my hand up. I'm going to have to go right for the nearest uh, bathroom. I probably won't gargoyle over my own kitchen sink sure? when I get home. I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, but, um, and boy, and, and again, so the ripple effects of this, if you will, are uh, going to mean that I'll be... Um, cumulatively spending less time with my wife and my child when I get home. Mm-hmm. You never think of how it affects other people, do you? Nope. <laughs> you just never think about it. Hey, Becky. Hi. Hi, how what's are you up? Guys? Good, what's going on? Oh, I, up to last week, I was a driver for Amazon. And with Amazon, the thing that sucks is you don't have a bathroom. Now, a guy, he could pee in a bottle, which is nasty, because what they do is they leave that bottle in the van, and then you'll come to work the next day, and here's this pee bottle. Oh, they don't so, take it with them. They they, they leave the, uh, what do they call them, Bill? What do the truckers call them? Trucker bombs? Yeah, trucker bombs. They don't take it with them when they leave the vehicle? No. Just no, to, just to throw it away somewhere? They just go, oh, I'll leave it for the... Is it because they figure it's going to be a guy or they just don't care? They just don't care. What, so, why don't you get a um, Shiwi or one of those funnels? Well, actually, what I did was I ended up going to Dollar Tree. Yeah. I ended up getting watering can, and I ended up being in that in the back of the van due to the fact that, you know, sometimes you're in a rural area and you can't find a place to pee, and then you just dump it out the door. Yeah, out of a out of a out of a watering can. Yes, but here's the crazy part. Now that wasn't the crazy uh, part. Okay. No, that's not the crazy part. The crazy thing is, like, if you can find a porta potty, the porta potties, you learn which ones are clean and which ones suck. Well, I was in Avon Lake delivering. There was this elderly lady that came out of her house with her phone. She starts videotaping me and asking me. Did you pay for that porta potty? And I said, no, but I can give you some money. She said, I'm going to turn you in for trespassing and stepping on my property. And a friend of mine said, well, you know, she had construction going on in her house. She didn't pay for that porta potty. The company did. So I did not know that, or I would have told her. Well, what ended up happening, and I did tell her, she said to me, she goes, well, why aren't you going down the street to go to the bathroom where you belong? I said, ma'am, I said, the bathrooms are too far away. I said, and besides, 
Sometimes you just have to stop and go wherever you can. She said, well, you're not worthy of using my porta potty. I said, well, lady, yes. And she continued to video me and take pictures of me. And I said, what did you she mean what? not I'm worthy? Well, because I'm apparently the help from the from the movie. I don't know. But you weren't but, you weren't um, delivering well, anything to her, right? No, her next door neighbor. Yeah, why are people such dicks? Like, lady, it's your neighbor, all right? It's not you. It's these people who have nothing so, to do and all day to do it, man. Well, I ended up telling her that I was, you know, I think she thought I was going to call her a really, you know, it's the B word, but I called her an old bat and mm. a stupid goat. And I think she was shocked that I didn't call her something she's already been called. So I looked at her and I said, you know, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to pray for you so that I, you can get some empathy because you really suck. And then I was going to say to her, well, you know, ma'am. You're probably never going to need a porta potty because you appear to be wearing Depends. I mean, she was really mean about it. <laughs> you should. Well, you should. Next time, you got to sit crone in your back pocket, Becky. Throw crone at the yeah. old lady next time. So you just wait you know until what? I tell Alan Cox about this lady, and then you drive off. Yep. Well, I would said I was going to bring a bunch of. Uh, Immigrants from Mexico and drop them on the lawn. I uh, would bring a bus just so they can. Like, there you go. Body. The old DeSantis whip that on her. Yes. All right. Yeah. She yes. would have. She would have. She would have filmed you for human trafficking, Becky. Well, hey, it would have been humorous, wouldn't it? I guess so. All right. Listen. Uh, take it easy. Uh, so you said you're not an Amazon driver anymore. No, I'm not. Is it's it... hard work. I don't care. Oh, I know. Tells you it. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand these people who think that that's like an easy gig. I've talked about it. I've seen women out here on Euclid Avenue. There's always an Amazon truck pulled up here some because we're in a residential building or we're near one, right? And I've seen women get out of these trucks and they're loading these mat. These aren't two person trucks. I mean, these are, you know, it's a single person in a truck. And um, listen, um, let me be diplomatic. These women aren't Olympians, all right? I mean, they're in like regular girl walking around shape. And um, they're loading giant packages onto a dolly. One woman comes out here. She's got like her two kids with her because, you know, childcare is expensive and this woman's got to work. I was like, oh, my God. And the girls are just like running around playing with each other. But this woman is clearly like on whatever right. that whatever that thing is you guys have got to look at the... Uh, sign in packages and things or scan them or whatever. And she's clearly trying to find an address. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, it's, and, and then on top of that, Becky, the whole P thing. Well, and then here's the worst thing. Half the time, the app, it'll send you to the wrong place. So it'll have you driving in circles. And just so you know, Amazon, um, the drivers for Amazon, they actually work for a third party company. They don't actually work for Amazon themselves. Oh, I know. That's how Amazon gets out of paying benefits. Yeah, that's that's their whole You're a contractor. deal. Well, and if you don't make your quota, then what happens is you get let go. Yeah. Are you do are you so, have, you have I mean, a better gig now or are you in between jobs? Oh no, I have a better I have a better job. In fact, um I don't work 10 hours a day and I have a place to pee. Um, <laughs> I don't, right. I work yeah, that was Becky's first question at the job interview. Do you have a place for me to pee? Because I'd really exactly. like one of those. The bar is really low coming from my old. Well, gig, where do but... you work? Because I want a place where I can pee. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
No, I, hey, look, I'll tell you what. I got hired on a Monday. Yeah. Hired on a Monday. You were peeing by Tuesday, was, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah. And I was hired on Monday. And then on, let me see. And then on Wednesday, I called and quit my job and said I won't be there tomorrow. That's right. Because I figured this way. I figured this way. If they were going to fire me, they weren't going to give me two weeks. Nice. The guys there, I'll tell you what, though, the people that I did work for were very, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Everybody had Stockholm Syndrome. Okay, well, good. Thank you, Becky. I'm glad that you're in a better spot. Becky feels our pain, feels our uh, bladder and bowel pain, and uh, she couldn't find a place to. You gals, though, can you believe this is where we live, this country? (laughs) People. Right. Uh, I couldn't pee, and then a woman threatened me out in the middle of nowhere, and it's like, Christ, lady, I'm just trying to deliver this person's two-day shipping on some dumb book they'll never read, all right? Hey, I what just do you want ordered from five me? books on Amazon. Don't start with dumb books you'll never read. Oh, good for you. You know, a lot of people buy books they don't read, Mary. Not everybody's as cool as you. Oh, well. Reading your books. Be. They should be. Why Reading you, your books. Why don't you library them? Why would I library them? She likes to have her own books. I do kind of like to have my own books. I do, too. That's right. I get it. But, I well, mean, I libraries up- are pretty hip now. I mean, they send you text alerts when the book's in, all that mm-hmm. crap. We're- I usually am reading, uh, well, I'm not, like, on a flight is fine, but, like, on a beach or by a pool or something. So, if they get wet or sand in them or something like that, I don't feel as bad if it's my book. Because libraries don't vibe with your beachy lifestyle. <laughs> no, I just don't want to return something. I don't want to feel like I have to be like, I don't know, nervous around it. Or if I'm eating right. chips or something while I'm reading and then <laughs> chip dust all over it. Or I don't know. Yeah. We went to Cracker Park to go see the movie that my boyfriend and I saw. Uh, well, the Stephen King movie. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. I keep forgetting the name of it. But uh before that, we stopped at like Barnes and Nobles, or no, it was whatever bookstore they had there. It's Barnes and Nobles. Barnes and Nobles, yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, it just seems so nice here. Everyone seems to be really into their book. Everyone minds their own business. I'm like, why can't we be like book gays? I would love to be a book gay and just have like a book club. But you haven't even read the book that Mary got you for Christmas. He specifically asked for Christmas. This isn't like I went out on a limb and was like, Cody might like this. He specifically asked for this. But he also told us he didn't really plan on reading it. I didn't say that. He wanted the pictures. I did want the pictures. Yeah. You know, I I don't know how many pictures they have in between, or I don't know how many, like, pages they have in between the pictures so <laughs> you gotta you gotta find out the average number of pages you'd have to read between the pictures so like that's my little reward i read 10 pages and there should be another picture of Jarrett like this <laughs> you know? yeah i think you're in a very uh, small company of people who want a jared kushner a a jared kushner book period usually but when, a jared kushner book for the pictures when i buy books I, it usually comes with like a poster or something something i can hang on my wall you, you never used to buy cds like that back in the day where you know you get some cool little posters I thought, you mean I, the liner notes? The, the, the you'd open them up. The when I bought Nicki Minaj Pink Friday, it came with a Why bunch of posters. Why is he yelling? I don't know. He's Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj Pink Friday it came with a bunch of pictures. Okay. Well, yeah, but she knows she's getting ready to. Uh, or no, maybe it's Cardi B. One of them's getting ready to drop something. No, I think Cardi B. But I don't know how many people want the uh, Jared Kushner. Book for the pictures. Yeah, I feel like those- you just Google Swedish male sex robot, and his picture would come up. That that's okay. You're saying it like it's a bad thing, but 
yeah, I feel like we'd be a lot more sophisticated gays if we were book gays. You know, I'd walk in with the sweater tied around my neck and just sip my tea with my pinky up. But you're not that guy now. But I'm not Why a would a book gay. turn you into that? But a book gay... <laughs> That's what he thinks people it's, who read. It, I was going to say, it's called people who read. Right. I read a lot. I don't walk around with a, like it I'm just, a villain in Caddyshack. It just looks like another world. We walked in there just to get some Starbucks. And I'm like, wow, it's so clean in here. Like, not a book out of play. Not, uh, not a book out of place. Yes, because you don't go nothing, to bookstores that often. That's why, it seemed like, that's why it seemed like Valhalla to you. I was like, wow. It is nice. So no messy fingerprints Plus, they, on the I don't, I, don't, I don't know how that business model still stands. This is why Amazon steamrolled over everybody. Because these bookstores, like, they don't even care if you buy the book. They have chairs. Yeah. And people are sitting there reading the books. And then they close them and put it back on the shelf. I'm like, how is, no wonder bookstores are gone. There's like two left in every city. Now, because no one is going to ask it, I will. I know everyone's thinking it. Mary's boyfriend is a garbage collector, Mm -hmm. and he's out there on the truck 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And what is he doing? I'm not sure, actually. I've never asked him. You've never asked? I know he has... So many questions we've asked, and they're the first time they've ever been asked by her of him in their relationship. I don't think this is a common thing to ask. I don't think about it. I'm not thinking about... When you guys were dating, you go, oh my God, you're on a garbage truck 12 hours a day. What do you do when X, Y, and Z? Well, I know that he'll stop like once a day and go to like a gas station or grab a snack or pee or whatever. But he's not doing that, obviously, all the time. He might be peeing in bottles. I have no idea. I didn't ask. Would you like to ask him? I will. Uh, (laughs) See what he does. Yeah, right. So, Well, because I sent him like a cute, hey, I love you text. And then now I'm going to be like, also, do you pee in your truck? (laughs) (laughs) I love you, and what do you pee into <laughs> at work? What kind of uh, jar do you have? Or Yeah, all right. He's going to be like, what the hell is happening? Well, that's a good, um, that's a good question to ask. Uh, Pound King's boyfriend went to go see the Stephen King adaptation of the Casey and the Sunshine Band story, right? That's what it was. Is that what it was called? I'm your boogeyman? Yeah, the boogeyman. Oh, the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Oh, I've been sorely misinformed. So sorry. All right, well. Here's the thing. So, <laughs> do you, so I sent this really cute, like, loving text message. I said, also, do you pee in your truck while you're driving, or do you pull over and pee outside, or what? This is information I need for work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love how you had this. We have great work. jobs. Uh-huh. You had to give it context. Right. That's right. Just so you know, uh, this is vital to my job, so please tell me. <laughs> vital. That's a great word, too. I'm not asking you, uh, honey. I need your anecdotal evidence. Yes, On please. what you do. Please. Out there on the big old green truck. Wouldn't it be amazing if they had their own little bathroom? Like in between the two seats, there's just like a little, it looks like the size of a porta potty, small porta potty. You just sit in there, close the door, and just squat. I mean, there were stories about, um, there was a photo that went around years ago of like a trucker where his passenger seat was just a toilet bolted to the, with a hole cut out of the floorboards. <laughs> just Whoa. Take a dump, and then your truck is uh, obscuring your pile, and then you pull away and. I don't know. I mean, you figure if you're pulling over, it's a whole big production to be pulling over your rig. You know, you're pulling over yeah, in a pilot exactly. or something specifically yeah. to go in, have a shower, have a dump, whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe they do that before they have to weigh the truck. So it's I less. No I don't know either. We'll see what he says. All right. Well, while we wait with bated breath, I am going <laughs> to take a break. The Alan Cox Show. Clock
podcast anytime on our iHeartRadio app. Ooh, what's a podcast? Like a TV show, but without the pictures. Maybe that's called radio. What you're describing is radio. And live on the radio weekday afternoons. On 100.7 WMMS. So we've got um, trips to Vegas for you all this week. Around 530, I'm going to have another keyword for you. They announced our iHeartRadio Music Festival for 2023, which happens in Vegas 23rd, 22nd and 23rd of September. And usually, year to year, I always kind of laser focus on the trip. Because I go to Vegas, we send you and a pal, we put you up, we fly out, I think we give you some money. Because the lineup is historically so pop-heavy that I don't care that much. But this year, there's a lot to be happy about. Foo Fighters are going to do the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Uh, pretty soon we're going to get to the point where everyone on the planet has been to a Foo Fighters show because they're making themselves very available. Fallout Boy is on this year's yeah. 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Lenny Kravitz, Cheryl Crow, 30 Seconds to Mars, that's Jared Leto and his brother, and Public Enemy are going to do the iHeartRadio Music Festival. So they have a lot more acts than that that are kind of more on the pop end. They got some country stuff, too. But I'm happy to see that uh, rock and roll is being um, kind of more represented this year. So anyway, every day this week at 5.30, they made the announcement this morning. I'll have a keyword for you that can put you and a pal in Vegas before the tickets go on sale. So everybody wins for me this week. You're going to get that trip before everybody else. I think they go until next week. So um, 5.30, I'll have that trip for you to Vegas. Uh, Guardian, by the way, Public Enemy, are they or are they not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They are. They are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's right. Took me a second to have to. I had to look it up because I couldn't recall. Couldn't recall if I'd been there or not. Was that? That wasn't the year that it was in Cleveland because I don't remember being at this. They got in in 2013. Public Enemy's been in for 10 years. They got in with Hart and Quincy Jones and Randy Newman and Rush. That was the year that Rush went in. And Donna Summer and some other people as well. So, yes, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, uh, yes, they will be at uh, this year's iHeartRadio Music Festival. So I'll have that um, next uh, trip to Vegas for you around 5.30 this afternoon. But Rover's got them, Stansbury's got them. Just listen for those keywords. You can get yourself out there. I was reading they're going to do a... Um, a hip-hop 50th anniversary at Yankee Stadium. A big concert. They're saying that August 11th, they're, they're saying that's the day that hip-hop was born in the Bronx. They've set a date for it. August the 11th. And so Yankee Stadium is going to have a 50th anniversary concert. That if you were so inclined, you'd be able to go out and get yourself tickets to. And it's going to be, uh, as you would expect, it's going to be a lot of heavies there. It's going to be Run DMC and Snoop and Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's backing up into my brain. I'm sorry. 
they're calling it uh, bottom of the ninth, the walk off. I don't know what the hell that means, but okay. Um, baseball terms. I get that. I don't know what it has to do with <laughs> the 50th anniversary of hip hop. So uh, Snoop Hip-hop Dogg and, and Cube are tied together. Is that what it is? Inextricably yeah. linked. Okay. Um, and Lil Wayne and T.I. and Fat Joe and uh, a lot of other people. ASAP Ferg, Rip Yams, Common, uh, EPMD for the old school, Ghostface Killa, Slick Rick, and a whole lot of Lupe Fiasco. What the hell happened to Lupe Fiasco, by the way? He was like a hometown dude. He was like the dude that like came out of Chicago 15 years ago. They're like, Lupe Fiasco is going to be the next great whatever. And he was on every festival for like five or six years. And then nothing. I don't know what happened to him. He's probably still around. But I feel like having longevity. They really were trying to blow him up. I feel like having longevity in hip hop is the hardest place to do it. Well, maybe, but apparently I mean, for some, you just keep making records. I mean, a lot of these people have been around a long time now. And a few, but think of how many hit rap songs there are and how many have follow-up hits or even like a follow-up album that does well. I guess so. But between Kanye and Common and Lupe Fiasco, uh, people that were into like hip hop and rap in Chicago were like, man, we got so many great people breaking out and blah, blah, blah. And Lupe Fiasco, I liked. I mean, I saw him. Kanye, I was always kind of, I, I liked this, like that first bit of Kanye was fine. But um, I thought Lupe Fiasco was very entertaining. But this lineup for this hip hop 50 was the first time I'd seen his name in a while. So maybe maybe I'm just uh, out of the loop, but I, I just hadn't seen his name attached to anything for a while. What song is he known for? I don't Lupe Fiasco? Yeah. He's got like club hits. Yeah, the show goes on was one. Uh, Kick Push was like the one that they really yeah, tried to blow him. The show goes on. Already. <laughs> yeah. The show. Oh, they, I, I know that song. I just didn't yeah. know who did it. Yeah. yeah. But like uh, Food and Liquor was the album I remember. That, but that thing's like 15 years old now. Wasalu Muhammad Jocko. Yeah, and now he like performs under his real name. So oh. I don't know. Or, or he's in a band, and he, I don't know what it is. Again, like I said, I hadn't heard about Lupe Fiasco in a long time. But if you're somebody who's like, hey, man, I love hip-hop. The tickets are on sale tomorrow. Sorry, Thursday, uh, 10 a.m., LiveNation.com. If you want to go see the 50th anniversary concert for hip-hop at Yankee Stadium. Of the Sugar Hill Gang and Curtis Blow and all of the nods uh, to the grandmothers and grandfathers of hip-hop. Eve and Lil' Kim and Cool Herc and all of them. But um, Public Enemy uh, doing the iHeartRadio Music Festival this September. And I'll have another trip for you at 530. If you want to leave uh, voicemails for us, you can always do that. Uh, our After Hours line is available to you. It's 216-986-8903. Hey, guys. I like getting my news from the Alan Cox show. Ding. Uh, you know, as far as guns go, I shoot guns every Sunday, and it wouldn't make any difference to me if they were locked up at the gun range all week long, and I could come and shoot them on a Sunday. So... 
mean, what's people's problem? I mean, you're not going to overthrow the army with that stuff. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Was he? I don't know. But I don't want guns. My guns locked up at a gun range. Why? You don't even have any guns. So what do you? How do you know I don't have any guns? Do you? You do you have any guns? How do you know I don't have any guns? Do you have any guns? No. Well, now we know. But I, if I did, I don't want them locked up somewhere else. Why can't they be in my possession if I'm? I think if the, I legally po- I, own, I think own the point he was trying to make, and he might have been exaggerating, but I think the point he was trying to make was a lot of people are still riding on this myth that if there's any kind of regulation whatsoever, it means everybody's coming to get your guns. Yeah. You should be able to have, and that will be able to overtake the government. The government. Neil but Brennan's. He's new got special. a great, great bit. bit on that. Drones versus guns. Yep. Once a year, yeah. let's get everybody together and see who wins. But that's like the equivalent of saying, "Okay, you're 21, so you're able to drink, but you can only drink in a bar. You can't have alcohol at your house." I want alcohol at my house. Like, well, again, he he was just throwing out there, hey. He I'm responsible guns. enough yeah. where I do like guns, but I'm not opposed to certain kinds of regulations. I mean, they're going the other way. I, they, here in Ohio, they're like, we want to make guns cheaper. So we're going to take off the sales tax for guns, which just pushes the cost to us. Why am I going to pay more money so you can have a cheaper gun? That doesn't make any sense. But that's what the... So I think that was the. Uh, I think he was just using that as an example. I don't think. And I think there's. Literally. I think the majority of gun owners feel like him. Maybe not to the extreme of locking their gun up at the gun range, but to the point of they're okay with some more regulations. You can have because to- they want things to be safer, and they they are responsible gun owners, so they will follow those regulations, and they'll be fine. And it, but it, getting anything like that pushed through because the the numb nuts that are like, oh, but the, the uninfringed, it's you know they they get all worked up and they're just idiots. I just ask that you secure them around your children. Well, I'm, that's all I ask. My daughter is telling me that uh, where she lives, someone broke into a bunch of cars and they stole. While and these people, she lives in a rural area and. Nobody locks their cars because they're like, oh, nobody steals anything around here. That's why people go to rural areas. And steal stuff. Because they steal stuff because they know that people think that, (laughs) oh, nothing happens around here. I have neighbors where I live, and I'm not in a rural area. And they go, we never lock our doors. I'm like, are you high? It's insane. And then someone had a gun in their car, and it got stolen. That guy shouldn't be able to, or that person, whoever it was, wasn't a responsible gun over gun owner. You can't keep a gun in your car and not even lock your car. Like you can't lock your car. What are you doing? You heard from your boyfriend about the the garbage truck. No, he drives, so he oh. can't text while he drives. <laughs> He's taking dumps in the truck, truck, truck. <laughs> <laughs> he is, isn't what? he? What? What? Yep. I have no idea. Um, Picking up guards is like what? What? Picking up cans like what? I, it would be funny if he has he has to wear a diaper and then he when Ew. he tosses it a load, uh, uh, like it's a bunch of his diapers inside the back of the truck. No, <laughs> like every time we they would pick you up break a trash up with him if he found out he wore a diaper all day. <laughs> is this what he tells me? He's too clean of a just, person to just wear a yeah. Answer the question. I wouldn't break up with him because he showers as soon as he gets home. If you gotta okay. wear a diaper, right. wear a diaper. But um. No, I haven't heard from him. He usually takes his break within the next hour, so. There's certain jobs that make you stink. Yeah. <laughs> Stinky but, jobs. I know, but like, sometimes a shower won't 
do it. A shower will always do it. Just clean your body. Take a shower. Clean your body. What if it's like in like... Clean your body. Use a washcloth or a loofah or some Steel soap. wool. Whatever yeah. the job requires. An SOS pad. <laughs> Alan, I used to work at a Walgreens, and I can't tell you how many times there would be explosive mushy diarrhea in the women's restroom on the toilets. Trust me, the diarrhea is not always worth it. Right. Dustin from Georgia texted me. I, I peed many a bottle. I'm going to do him. Is that okay? Yeah. Just said, okay. Obviously. Alan, I peed many bottles in the comfort of my truck. I've also taken a lot of bowel movements on the side of the interstate. In my nine years of driving, I've only had to poop in a five-gallon bucket in the truck one time. <laughs> it was the most humiliating day of my life. Took a big old swaller out of it. Ugh, <laughs> I no, was like, no. swaller. <laughs> Uh, Out this, of the five-pound tea bo- bottle, he thought it was Gatorade. Oh, I was like, big old swaller out of it, and I was like, "Uh oh, yeah." Your car is not a holster. People who leave their guns in cars are a holes. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Just to secure them around your children. That's all. Because I think well, that, I mean you're not that's the guy around who called, children. Yeah, that's the guy who called and asked about. Did the toddler kill two people with one bullet? Yeah. Or yeah, and I, that story in Indiana, one round that, that that wounded two people. Um, and it's always a case of like a kid in the back seat finds a gun in the armrest or something like. Uh, if you need to be that ready all the time for something, there something's going on, and I don't know. Hey, Woody. Alan. Yes, sir. How's your day, brother? Uh, good, man. I mean, I'm a little backed up, hey, uh, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, talking about um, having to uh, relieve yourself, whether at, at work or what type of job you're doing. I don't know if it happens so much uh, today, but back in the day before uh, porta pots were like regularly installed in residential uh, construction sites, and I haven't done a lot of residential work, but uh, if if you would ever happen to like have a new house being built and you were doing the walk through before the construction was like complete, and if you'd walk down in the basement and see a drywall bucket that was clearly uh, had been used, but the lid was on it in the basement, <laughs> yeah, never, ever, ever, ever open that bucket. <laughs> now there's flies and you get a punch in the face of stench. Yeah, yeah, because you know you gotta. You know, before the plumbing comes in, when everybody else is doing their work, and, you know, if you're out in the sticks or some development, and this was, like I said before, they well, they regularly put uh, Porter Johns in these uh, areas. That was the, the common, that was the common thing. Is just, uh, get a bucket. Yeah, get, get a, a bucket. bucket. That's right. And a plop. Get a bucket. <laughs> oh. All right. Thank you, Woody. There's Woody. That wet-ass pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, I used to work on a trash truck. It would take three hours to get fully clean. And then another, I'm sorry, three showers. And then another one to get zest fully clean, I assume. Well, Brian also does recycling. So it's not as gross. Oh, that's all he does? Yeah, he only does recycling. Oh, so he's like a daisy when he gets home. I mean, (laughs) other than like being like man sweat, he's not handling garbage. He's handling recycling. He's handling right. cardboard, glass. But right? it's still not clean. 
It's other supposed to people's be. People's mouths and stuff have been on it, and people don't exactly. Mouths on cardboard? Or mm. bottles? Plastic? Cans? I mean, yeah, it's not just that's... cardboard that gets recycled. No, I, I know. can individually. But he's not grabbing a giant bag full of diapers and but throwing it But nobody's doing bag. that anymore. The arms do it. Robot arms yeah. doing it, yeah. No, I mean, you're just in a smellier truck. And right. it's not like his truck is pristinely clean. It's still a garbage truck. Understood. You know what I mean? And the diaper. And he wears a diaper. <laughs> diaper. Until, until he says he, otherwise. Until he texts me and says that he doesn't wear a diaper. I Dude, guess you saw a couple of Browns players got their rides boosted. Yeah. They're down, like, just down the street here. Right around the corner. Yeah. Um, And they both had the same car. They both had those blacked out chargers or whatever. One of them, at, uh, Greg Newsom II, who's a Chicago boy, he went to my alma mater. He played football for Northwestern. He um, had his car stolen at like three in the morning, right down the street here. Don't they have mini camp today? Yeah. What's he doing out at three in the morning? Mm-hmm. OTAs. See, this is when this is why everybody's is, like Deshaun Watson looks great because Greg Newsom's hungover. Well, that's the thing though, too, is that, that these guys aren't supposed to be out that late. I guarantee. And so when something like this goes down and you're in the news, they're like, uh oh. So Greg Newsom, 3.30 in the morning, and then Demetric Felton had his car stolen at 10 to 5 on Sunday morning near Public Square. Uh, both were high-end Dodge Hellcats. That's what they're, These are sweet cars, though, boy. But, um, man, you, you grab a, a guy's ride. He was right down here at uh, Filter, right before you get to the bridge. Mm-hmm. You zip down the Detroit Bridge, get on the shoreway, you're in the wind, man. It's not far from Collision Bend. Where Bill is going to be your host tomorrow night for the Cleveland Funny Bus. Yeah. Brian Sternick is the comic doing the tour. He's, he's going to be in here better. later. I love Brian. Very funny. So these guys got their uh, got their cars taken from them. Greg Newsom, too, or the he's the second, not second. the junior, right? Greg Newsom, the second. Right. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah, when he got, um, it was a big deal because 2021, when he went in, that was the first year ever that Northwestern, not a school known for sports, had two first round picks. They took uh, the the Browns, Greg, uh, Greg, Greg Newsom, and then Rashawn Slater went to your Chargers. Both in the first round. It was a big deal. We all got the emails the next day. Hey, would you like to donate money? No. Stop. But these guys, yeah, minicamp's happening today. I don't know if those guys are there. They're probably like, we still are filing up. Oh, Greg Newsom was practicing. Yeah, I bet they're there. Perion Winfrey, who was also robbed, is working inside. Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, Nick Chubb, all at the minicamp. Nick Chubb! Hasta la vista, baby! Nick Chubb! Mary's favorite. My favorite. Nick Chubb. Didn't he just win some big thing like he was a... My heart? Yeah. Well, he had already won that. <laughs> he secured that bag some time ago. No, I but I thought he won some like football poll or something. Uh, he was rated as the number one running back by one of the like football websites. Still have a box of that cereal in my pantry. Eat it. Oh, it's god awful. No, I'm just sitting there. I'm just hanging on to it in case I don't know, something happens and I have to auction it off. Right? Something happens to him. <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> what? Like what? I don't know, but it would increase in value if he was. Uh, hasta la vista, baby! If they said that, but in a different uh, capacity. 
It's not every day you hear him complain about something. Wait, uh, yes it is. Alan Cox. On 100.7 WMMS. Keith Kennedy comes in just as soon as we go to a break, and he goes, um, hey, I heard that um, everything might be okay down there. So I set the timer on my phone, and I head down there, and I have myself a little plop. And um, Good for you. Still not the king. Huh? Still not the king. You're, well, I know you're the king of plop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I've never... I've also never aspired to that, so you can have that. I'm happy be, I'm happy being the Duke of Duke, if can't be the King of Plop. But did you go down there, Bill? Not yet. Not, nothing's different. I said it was like plumbing issues. It was pipes, so they had to shut the water off. That's why we couldn't use it. Oh, that's they weren't what like it remodeling. Was. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought somebody was in there fixing stuff. Yeah, it was like pipe issues. Oh. All the rest of the stuff's still going to be broken. It's still, yeah. it was still, so I'm sure it was gross. still all wet, right? Well, I walked into one of the stalls, and I almost sit down. I realized that the toilet paper holder has been ripped off the stall wall. <laughs> so then I go into the next one. There's a little bit of toilet paper. I use the last of the toilet paper, so anybody going in there. Oh, geez. All right. Well, good luck. I'm just telling you now. Thank you for the heads up. Yeah. Hopefully they'll address that, too. Well... I just don't know how you run a place like that. I don't know how you have non-working bathrooms for two businesses. I don't know how that works. But well, obviously we're going to be either. <laughs> we're going to be walking our asses back to where Mary had to hold her breath. It's so gross. All that methane is going to build up. Hope nobody lights a match back there. Your Cleveland Guardians are in town. They are, as they say. At home. I think that's proper terminology. It's a home game tonight uh, here against the Boston Red Sox, who are right at 500. Guardians a little bit below that. 7-10 is your first pitch tonight at Progressive Field. It should be a beautiful night for a ball game. Say what you want about not getting any rain, but you're also not getting any rain outs. Uh, first pitch should be about 68 degrees tonight, right? Get yourself a hoodie. And uh, get down a progressive field. So that's tonight. It's the first of three against the Red Sox. So about 635, 640, after we roll out, is when that pregame coverage will begin. I was reading about, uh, speaking of baseball, I was reading about uh, the dude who got signed to a massive deal for the Nationals. This is a guy, he was the MVP a couple of years ago, a guy named Steven Strasburg. Familiar with Steven Strasburg? Yeah. He signed one of the biggest deals ever in baseball, and it's going to end up being one of the biggest contract busts in Major League Baseball history because he has nerve damage, severe nerve damage, that they think is the result of a surgery that he had for something else a while ago. So after 2019, after that season... Steven Strasburg is the World Series MVP, and they signed him to a monster contract because by that time, he had been with them for a while. They were rebuilding that team, and he was a huge part of that. So he had really, really delivered for them. And so they signed him to $245 million over seven years, except he, he's, uh, he hasn't thrown at all in about a year. 
and they still are going to have to pay him out because the Nationals don't have disability insurance. So they'll still have to pay him his $35 million annual salary for this season and three more. Um, And so that's a big uh, goose egg for the Washington Nationals. If this guy, because they're like, well, he could come back. He could. But they say it's very, very unlikely that um, he had a great run while it lasted. And they rewarded him with a massive contract, which is kind of the way things go. Nobody can predict the future, obviously. You don't know if a guy's going to get cold after you sign him. You don't know if he's going to have severe nerve damage. But uh, it ain't looking good for this. uh, I mean, it looks great for Steven Strasburg. You know, he's not going to be pitching anymore if it keeps going this way. He's pitched a grand total of 31 innings since 2019. And so, you know, COVID season's in there or whatever. But to be making, sitting on your couch and making $35 million a year. I mean, in those situations, do they just give you something to do? Do they park you in the front office? Do they make you like a team ambassador? I mean, or 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 I is think they just is your contract like nope? You I'm sorry, you signed me you to be a pitcher, it, but you they can pay it out through insurance, I believe. But they don't have insurance with the Nationals. Oh, well, that's why they they don't have insurance. Okay, well, so that's why they have to go. pay him thirty five million dollars yeah, a year. You signed it, yeah. Maybe get some insurance, guys. I thought all those giant contracts were that were like ironclad insured. I thought so too. But the Washington crazy. Nationals do not have disability insurance. Wow. I don't know why a major sports team wouldn't have that. People get hurt all the time. Right. That's what happens pitchers. in sports. Pitchers. Oh boy. <clears throat> so luckily for him. Um, they're going to be paying him $140 million. So congratulations to Steven Strasburg, who I will be 100% candid, I had never heard of before. And he got uh, the biggest contract ever awarded to a pitcher in 2019 because he was the World Series MVP. I mean, so good for him. Good for him. I'm I'm very happy for him. There aren't a lot of people boy, who get $140 million after getting nerve damage and can't do their jobs anymore. Hey, Drunk Sue. Hey, baby, what's up? Oh, I'm just talking about uh, hurt millionaires. Oh, poor babies. I feel so freaking sad about it. I'm picking up sarcasm in your voice, Sue. Yeah, just a little bit. You at the well, casino? Is there an ice cream truck in the background? What's going on? High horses. Is there an ice cream truck in the background? Breaking news. Oh. Huh? Is there an ice? It sounds like there's an ice cream truck in the backyard. No, that's my wind chime. I'm sitting on the front porch. Oh, dr- I would have never pegged drunk so as a wind chime gal. Really? Herbert oh, Hoover and the wind it. chime. Was it Herbert Hoover and the wind chime kids? Yeah, her, nah, that's a throwback to <laughs> that's a deep early dive. days of single bill. There you go. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me, Sue? I want everybody to know that the infamous Drunk Sue monster truck is for sale. I don't know what the hell that means. What do you mean infamous? 
Well, because we talked about it a lot of times, my my monster truck. Yeah. Describe it for me yeah. again. It's a four four by four. Yeah. It's a great truck. Yeah. The, the engine's great. The train is great. But there's a line that goes. From I believe that's 20. not the preferred nomenclature anymore. Um, okay, yeah, so whatever. you've got this is a this is a one fifty. What year? Um, two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay. Seventeen year old truck is for sale. And <laughs> and how many miles are on it? Not that many, to tell you the truth. It's not even at two hundred yet. It's like. Right. Listen, there's a market for any truck. Well, so. no, that's absolutely true. I mean, so she's... It's a beautiful truck. I believe you, and, and, and you and Bob have probably kept it in pretty good shape, right? Yeah. All right. You know, it's got some rust in the back and stuff like that. I mean, we she's Rusty Bucket, I think it was what we called it. Yeah. You didn't give it a name? Like a person's name? Nah, just my baby. Yeah. How much is it? Twenty five hundred. Oh, you're. Oh, I thought you were asking like five figures for it. Twenty five hundred. Why are you selling the truck? Did you get a replacement? Yeah. You gonna get that um, that VW EV bus? Well, we don't want to pay all this extra insurance, and it right now it has to be towed. So it doesn't work because of the transmission line that goes from the train to the radiator and we don't know how to fix it i thought you said the transmission was fine it is but there's a line that's oh not i see okay. there's a line that goes from the train to the radiator yep that keeps the transmission cool gotcha well i don't know how to fix that okay i mean they're on some smooth jazz <laughs> i mean the original the, the original price is three thousand yeah but since I figure it's probably going to cost you a couple hundred to get it out of here, you know, I don't know how much a tow truck costs because I don't, I haven't needed one for Okay. Ever. So somebody's got to, somebody's got to get new coolant lines in there. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's, it's a rusty on the back end, so. Aren't it's, we all? It's <laughs> they, and they got to get a battery. Okay. Well, it, 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 listen, if, if there, well, there's more and more things getting added on here that they have to... Um, no, but that's it. I mean, they, they, literally, that is it. Okay. And it is a pretty truck. Pr what color? Rusty. Black. A black truck with a rusty bottom. A rusty back well, end. The, okay. Under the, under the bed, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, but good. The inside it, is pretty good. I mean, it's, 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 it's a solid truck. It's good. Yeah. Well, Ford makes a hell of a truck. Do any, it, it sounds wonderful. I mean, yeah. it, it's. I just need that coolant line from the training to the radiator, you know, that line that keeps everything cool. Right. Because, you know, it's got, you know, it's a four by four. I mean, it's a good truck. Seuss, trying to start it up right now. No, that's not. You're going to flood it. Sue, stop. You're going to flood it. Stop. I'm not going to flood it because the battery's dead. <laughs> it won't do anything. Doesn't sound I dead to me. Out, I pulled it out of our driveway to the end of the driveway. Sounds like the alternator. It's going to be okay? I mean, 
So, Sue, if somebody... Oh, no, the order, no, all, that, all that is perfectly fine. All of that is perfectly wonderful. Okay, got Gotcha. The belts are good. All that's good, yeah. you know? All right. So, I just don't know how to fix it. If and somebody... You don't want to keep paying insurance on the third vehicle. Gotcha. So if somebody were listening to this show right now and they said, my God, that sounds like my new ride, how would someone contact you? Call me. Well, I'm not going to give your phone number. No, 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 Sue, I'm not going to give your (laughs) phone number out on the radio. Okay, I'll give it to you. Well, I have it. If anybody calls you, you can give them my number. Right. If anybody hits me up. um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, tell them to call me and I'll tell them where it's at and everything like that. All right, you'll tell them where it's at, all right. Okay, so if anybody hits me up, I will point them to you, okay? Yeah, but I think you got my number, don't you? I do have your number, and if anybody hits me up, I will... if anybody hits you up... I will pass them along to you. All of a sudden, I'm doing trading over here, yes. Well, enjoy them wind chimes, okay? (laughs) I know. <laughs> All right, baby. I'll- All I'll right. Thanks. Sue, Sue, Sue. Drunk Sue down in Canton. Sue, 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 Sue. She's got a hell of a truck for sale. 2500 bucks. You just replaced the battery and the cooling line. And get it towed. And get it towed. Well, you have to get it towed because it's a battery. Or, um... You know, it's got a, it's got a rusty, rusty back end. But other than that, it's great. It's a beautiful black truck. How At least rust looks good on black. What's that? How many people actually pay car insurance on cars that are just sitting in their driveway? I know you're supposed to, but I feel like most people don't. You might be right. I mean, it, it probably <laughs> I, depends on how long. I don't I think. I remember when I when I was a kid, there were several cars and family members abandoned cars in family members' driveways, parked right next to each other, had weeds growing around them. I, I'm willing to bet that they weren't paying insurance no. on those cars. <laughs> well, I was I was going to tell her, like, between the line and the battery, that's not that much money. And, well, anyway, I, I, that doesn't matter. She wants to unload the truck. I think, um, well, there are probably a lot of people that don't think that the car is going to be sitting there for a long time. If they're trying to sell it, maybe they'll have the insurance on it for a little while. It became a part of, like... The lawn. It, it, it was in there <laughs> for so long. Like, and like, store. Yeah. like, I don't know. It, it became scary to sit in that car because you don't know. It's been there for so long. You don't know what's in it. Like, it could be like rodents in there. <laughs> squirrels could be living in there to, to stay warm. Like, it, it's been, it was like a part of the landscape. It's just like, all right, we got a basketball hoop with like a ripped up net. You know, uh-huh. you got, you know, gutters hanging down and you got two vehicles parked behind, parked next to each other. With weeds growing around them and a broken tail light. That's just what it was. And I think they did have license plates, um, but who knew how good they were? But Alan Sue describing her car sounds like Ghostbusters after you buy the Ecto One. (laughs) 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 It needs new shocks and brakes and brake pads and a transmission and, you know. Alan, that was one of the worst years for the F 150. Okay, she's trying to sell her truck. I mean, what do you want? It's hard out here. Yeah. Alan, are you the kind of person that gives your car a human name? Do I strike you as the kind of person that gives their car a human name? Yes. No. You don't know me at all, Poundcake. I know you better than you think I do. Clearly not. You don't even know that I don't give my car a dumb name. I know you would never publicly say you do. 
Why wouldn't I publicly say that? <laughs> We're going to go to break. Somebody asked me. Yeah. We're going to go to break. He's like, all right, that's That's it. right. That's the one. Real. I'm really keeping that close to my chest. <laughs> you know what? One more time, and you're out of here, buddy. You're getting too real with me. <laughs> no, listen, I don't, uh, you know, that was, I feel like that's kind of fallen out of favor. And people, like, name their crappy cars. Yeah. Don't they? I think that's they when name they new name car- it. Huh? Yeah. I feel like that's like because it's like old faithful or whatever. Someone they've had their car twenty years. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you you give it a different name if it's been around a long time. But I know there's some people who will like name their brand new car. Well, my Mercury was just named Mulan because <laughs> I'm like, all right, bitch, let's get down to business. <laughs> We're about to go. Don't break down on me. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Good luck, uh, drunk Sue, trying to move that hunk of junk. Out of there in uh, in Canton. Something tells me she's upselling me on this. I mean, no car that's in allegedly that much of uh, good shape. Just a line in the battery. You're going to uh, let go of it for 2500 bucks. But what the hell do I know, you right? Don't. I don't. The words radio and Ohio both end in I-O. And I-O is one of the moons of Jupiter. Have fun trying to figure out whatever the f*** that means. I-O, I-O, it's the Alan Cox Show. 100.7 WMMS. The late great Eric Carr. Would have loved to have seen him still doing his thing. No disrespect to the great Eric Singer. The pride of Illyria, Ohio, I think. He's from out that way. Hey, if you go to WMMS.com, by the way, I hope you can get the lowdown on the buzzard bike that we're giving away this summer. Uh, all the details for you are going to be coming. Well, the first key, I should say, is going to be with Rover on Monday morning. We're teaming up with Budweiser to give away a custom uh, brand new Harley. It's going to have uh, buzzard flourishes on it. We'll have all your leathers and all that kind of stuff, too. But we're giving away three keys per day. Rover, Stansbury, yours truly. And then we'll be out doing stuff, too. I know Dieter's doing some key drops. So we'll have those updates for you. But uh, the details are at WMMS.com. Somebody is going to get a key that fires up this new Harley, uh, courtesy of WMMS. So Rover will have the first key for you Monday morning between 7.30 and 8.00. And then he'll tell you when that next one is going to be. And then Dan will tell you when mine is going to be. And so on and so on. <clears throat> but uh, that'll be very exciting. Between Buzzard Fest and the Buzzard Bike, and we're going to be giving away money again soon. Uh, hoping to get that. Uh, uh, I want that. I'm hoping that the uh, boat comes back. that would be fun to do. Yeah, we need a boat trip. Yeah. <laughs> boat be trip. A, uh, be a good summer all the way around. If you listen to the show on iHeartRadio from outside Ohio, uh, tell me where you do that. I'd like to know where our bureau chiefs are. Uh, Jeff listens in Stone Ridge, Virginia. Claude is in Surprise, Arizona. Scott's up in the Sag Nasty. He's in Saginaw, Michigan. You know what Saginaw, Michigan is right by? Um, yeah. What? Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
You know what's going to happen in Grand Rapids, Michigan this weekend? No. I'm going to be performing at Dr. Grin's Comedy Club. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so he should come. Okay. Also, I was standing outside the door looking at you because I thought you were doing a live read. I didn't realize that the show had come back on yet. Right. That's why I saw you look at me like, what is this weirdo doing? I was waiting for you to finish that I'm like, man, this is like the longest life. I'm just in here talking, man. I, I don't. I looked out. I didn't know what you were. Because um... you usually do one like right before we come back from a break. Sometimes, and I was like waiting for you to finish it up, and I was like, oh yeah. no, I think that. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I know yeah. that you. I, I know you were you were just breaking your shoehorn out, but you you should let people know that Saginaw is nowhere near Grand Rapids. Sure, it is. They're both in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> they are both in Michigan. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but Grand Rapids, of course, they're on the lake or near the lake. And uh, uh, Saginaw, of course, up closer to the web of the thumb. Oh, wait. What am I thinking of? What's the S that's by Grand Rapids? South Grand Rapids? I don't no. know. South Haven? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the Sag Nasty is up there by like Frankenmuth and Bay City. And that's where my Saugatuck. My wife's family is from that area. I'm thinking of Saugatuck. Ah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so if uh, our bureau chief there in Saginaw wants to drive the two and a half hours to see Mary, then you can do that. Anyway, we also have a lot of bureau chiefs in the uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're very well repped in the Carolinas. And one of them sent me the story about the guy in Charlotte who... Huh, Well, he punched a baby in the face. <gasps> what? How old is this baby? One year old. Oh. The guy's 26. Didn't know the woman. I assume didn't know the baby. You know, they made it a point to say that he was a stranger to the woman. What if he did know the baby? I know oh. that baby. Yep. That baby is, uh, earned That baby stole my girlfriend. What a weird thing to do. Is the baby okay? It's not his baby. So it's not the baby mama or his kid. Uh, this woman is on the street in Charlotte. She's pushing her kid uh, there in a stroller. And uh, the guy just walked up and uh, punched the baby in the face. Of course, a couple of, she started screaming. So there's like bystanders and witnesses who grab this guy and they call some cops over. 26-year-old Rico Williams is being charged with assault. On a child under 12. So I'll tell you what, boy, life is wild, right? Despite what they're feeding you a constant menu of on cable news, violent crime is the lowest it's been in a long, long time. But it's the kind of crime that's happening that's weird. There's baby punching and there's all kinds of weird stuff. There's pro athletes having their identical car stolen at gunpoint in major metropolitan areas, or at least downtown Cleveland. And then there's um, Charlotte Baby Punchers running around. That is not going to become a franchise name. They're not going to change the name of the Hornets to the Baby Punchers. The Charlotte Baby Punchers. No. And who? now the kid is fine. They took the kid to a local children's hospital, and he was... Um, examined and released. You figure I'm unless glad you get that the good, baby's fine. I'm yeah. glad too, man. I mean, uh, but what a story. You're fine. You're not going to remember it. Also, what a loser. You punched a baby and didn't knock it out. 
Yeah, but babies sleep so much anyway that... Yeah, but you... I mean... They didn't say the baby was awake. He could have punched a sleeping baby. In which case, the baby would have awakened and cried or whatever. Yeah. But also, you got to get... Babies are kind of soft, right? I mean, you got to... You're not going to get like a... I just need so much more information from that story than they've provided. But obviously, the headline is enough. Man punches baby. And uh, that's all uh, anybody really needs. Hmm. Uh, if you want to leave us messages on that iHeartRadio app, maybe you are one of our bureau chiefs, you know, maybe you're in Northeast Ohio. There are the parts where MMS starts to get a little crackly out towards Madison in that way. And you do have to listen to us on the app if you want to. But you can always leave us messages there. Alan, catching an old episode of the podcast, you were talking about uh, southern accents, and it really, it really depends on where. Um, you know, if my doctor's from West Virginia and he, you know, he comes in the room and says, "Well, I was willing to save the leg, but I just couldn't, couldn't quite do it." You know, I'm, I'm going to trust that guy a lot less than someone coming in, you know, thick cowboy accent. There's just nothing we could do for you. Hmm. So then it's a ma- so then irrespective of accent, it's just a matter of pitch. I think so. More than accent. I mean, I it's think like Jim, a... Jim Varney versus Sam Elliott. Exactly. Okay. So higher pitched, like in his example, he's like, hey, I tried to do the thing. But if you come in like, well, no goddamn thing I can do about Like that you take, uh, you just take deeper voices more seriously. But those are also then. two wildly different accents. Uh, a Texas. And uh, West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. Like, that, those sound very, very different. Yeah, but the accents differ even within Texas. Right. People who live there can tell if you're from East Texas or West Texas mm-hmm. or born or raised in Dallas. Couldn't save your leg. With all the leg, goddamn lip. What? We couldn't save your leg, but we saved your baby. <laughs> After it got punched. Right before you punched it. Okay, so pitch then. Yeah, that makes sense. That's okay. Well, I was thinking of pound cake. This is something that um, maybe he should consider. I was reading about these two dudes who are these brothers who are kind of like wannabe influencers over there on uh, the TikToks and the Instagrams. And they're like, these guys have, uh, uh, they're constantly posting like paparazzi photos. They say they have millions of Instagram fans, but no one has ever heard of them before. Ryan and Sammy Halsa. Not to be confused with Ryan and Sammy Salsa. Who, of course, he used to play for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Ryan and Sammy Halsa have an entire paparazzi TikTok and Instagram devoted to them. And people are saying it's because they're hiring people to take pictures of them and post them. Like paparazzi photos. This is what Cody needs. He needs a pal or somebody that he can uh, give a stipend to and go, Hey, I need you to always be taking photos of me when I'm out doing stuff. So it'll look like somebody posted a photo of me, but obviously it's one that was taken. So you look, you make it look like it's without your knowledge. Yeah, just get some candid shots. Um, I don't know if I'm this vain because I'm also aware that not a lot of people, more people than not, don't know who I am. But that's why you need this. Nobody knows who these guys are either, but that's how you get a buzz going. People go, wow, these guys must, they, that, because that's what the mindset is in social media. They must be someone because right. people are filming them. 
What do they do? I don't know, but there are pictures of them. <laughs> it's like the Thousand Pound Sisters. Like, oh, they must be filming a reality show. We just don't know of it yet. So let me just document this. Look at these two giant women. They must be filming a reality show. And more and more, that's a pretty fair assumption. Except they're going to get followed around by giant television cameras, not like somebody on an iPhone. The TikTok page Hollywood Paparazzi uh, chronicles these two dudes, Sammy and David Halsa, who seem to be very famous. Except the charge is that they're faking these videos for their uh, accounts, which I think is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Because then what they do is in some of their videos... They like are pretend yelling at the paparazzi, like they're mad at him. That's even funnier. Yeah. And so he's like yelling at one of the videos. They said he's yelling at a guy from TMZ. But if you go to TMZ and search the guy, they've never posted anything about this dude. Yeah, Perez Bilton would have been on this if this were a thing, but they're not celebrities, right? That's why it's not going to be in Perez Bilton. Mm -hmm. This isn't hot celebrity goss. No, this is hot wannabe goss. And that's not what Perez Bilton handles. And that's cold. That's cold gas. <laughs> that, is, that is ice cold gas. Hey, paparazzo! Hey, you want a job? By the way, you might recall you film school nerds, la movie La Dolce Vita from the 60s. A very, very famous movie. Classic film, right? And the uh, word paparazzi comes from the guy in the movie. There was a guy named paparazzo. And so that just kind of became shorthand for paparazzi because it was a movie about, it was a stylized uh, movie about um, tabloid photographers and, and chronicling whatever. It wasn't a documentary, obviously. But my question was always, how did paparazzo get his name attached? How did that become shorthand? Because the main character in that movie is Rubini, an alternate universe paparazzi could be called Rubini. We could have called them Rubinis. Is it just because it's more fun to say? I don't know. I was always curious about that. You say, I hired a bunch of Rubinis. Like, mm. What the hell are you talking about? You mean paparazzi? I do not. Nope. So, something to consider, Pound Cake. When you're out with a friend or your boyfriend or whatever, you know, um, Throw him a little, your boyfriend, let's say, throw him a little extra that night. But in the meantime, when you guys are out, he goes like behind a bush and is taking a picture of you. Or just across the street. And you're not looking, obviously, because it's being mm -hmm. done surreptitiously. It's being done without your knowledge. And so. Or I could just have like, I do the whole phone in the hand and just like, mm -mm, mm -mm. not today. I don't look good today. Ah. Well, no, that's too on the nose, though. You don't want the hand across. You don't want Alec Baldwin, like, punching the paps. You want to be the guy that don't even know it's happening. Because then it makes it look like... Oh, but but I'm like... No. Other people are learning who you are. You, like, you don't even think anyone's taking your picture because it wouldn't occur to you. Because as you said, well, I'm not that big of a deal. But you must be because people are taking your picture. Or I could just be... I could be like, you guys are out here every freaking day. Leave me alone. Guys, would you stop? Please. Yeah, outside your hot, like at the end of your driveway. You guys want yeah. me to see, me, see me take my trash out? So stupid. You're going to look through it? Like he starts I'm, pulling all his trash out of the bag? Yeah, just just be aggravated. Just be aggravated all the time. Like, I, I, I didn't ask for this. I, I, You know, I just banged someone really hot and famous. I didn't ask for this. Now he's overselling it. Who'd he you just, bang? He can't, he can't take a good idea and just run with it. Who'd you bang? I was really hot and famous. 
Oh, I know one. That'd be all to think on your feet, man. Come on. You got to yes and us once in a while. We cracked you and we weren't even trying. Yeah. Yeah. We asked one question. What do you think those Rubinis are going to do to you when you're out there? With their flashing cameras, getting you outside, walking out being a book, newly minted book gay. I have to take the L. I can't tell you guys because I signed an NDA. You got to take the what? I have to take the L. I have to just make it seem like, oh, oh I didn't bang anybody famous. Oh. Not the E-L. Take the L. Gotcha. Mm. You know, we're going to Vegas the week of the 4th, and I was reading a thing. As is the case with so many other things in life, it's becoming more and more and more for the rich. And people have started to notice that regular people are just losing more often in casinos in Vegas because the companies are kind of stacking the deck. They're trying to make it so that really the only people who want to gamble the most are the high-value customers. So the people who don't have that much to spend or lose, they're weeding them out. And obviously it's not something that's going to stop because... More and more people go to Vegas every year. But more and more people are also losing money because the casinos want to filter out people with less money. Because they figure, well, if the odds of winning go down, and hence the payouts go down, then people who don't have as much to gamble won't gamble. But it'll bring in high-value customers. That's not how this works. <laughs> that's what they're. That's what they're saying they're doing. Right, is what, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm this not, isn't an opinion. This is no, the, no, no, no. The, the CEO of Caesars Entertainment says this is what we're doing. I'm not doubting it. I'm saying that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is these people. Oh no, people won't stop gambling. I'm just saying. Stop. I'm saying this is what they're trying to do. But they're what they're going to end up doing is ruining these people's lives further than. The addicts themselves are already ruining the it. casinos are not ruining anyone's life. What I'm saying is if you shift the odds or whatever they're saying that they're going to do so that people who are spending low amounts of money, those people who have low amounts of money are probably going to get more desperate to get it. And then it's going to be real bad. They're going to start doing things that they shouldn't. Don't go to the casino. How many times do I have to tell I you know. that that's not how it's, addiction it's works? It's my addiction. What I'm saying is, Dude, you talk if you so much crap about addiction, <laughs> and it's no like gambling, reckless. I do. It's reckless. gambling, I do. Because gambling, I do. You don't think it's real, like a real addiction. The way that you talk about it, it, I'll take your word for it. Nobody is my word. Nobody, nobody is putting a gun to your head and walking you into the casino. Nobody's putting a gun to your head and making you put a needle in your arm. You get your your chemical brain is not the same as other people's. Your brain does not function the same way that a person who is not an addict. Yeah, but not every addiction is exactly the same either. And that's what I'm trying to explain. No heroin addict is going to go. It's it's no different than gambling. Gambling addiction. Nobody's going to tell you that. What? I, no, because one is a mental addiction, one is a physical yes, addiction. Yes, that's my only point. That's but, my only point. No, but the way that you talk about it is like have some self control. What are you? Because you it's degenerate? not a. It's not a. Fi- well, you're projecting now. I'm just saying. You've used the word degenerate before. Well, so have you. I'm joking. It's not okay. I'm joking too. Okay. Oh, you don't believe me, but I believe you. No, 
It's not a physical addiction. That's my only. A, that's my only point. But it, it, you do understand, and I don't know that you even believe me when I say this. That when you are a gambling addict, the chemistry in your brain is not the same as the chemistry in other people's brains. Is it a physical addiction? That's not the point. My point you, is your brain does is not function the correct way. Is it a physical addi- addiction? It's not that your your point is mute. mute. No, you. <laughs> which one is mute. it? You just told me it's not a physical addiction. It's not a physical addiction. That's in all that. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Ellen. That's all I'm saying. But that I'm doesn't saying. mean that it's not an addiction. I didn't say it wasn't. That's how it's you project it. No. It's you not project a, it no, as. It's not a physical addiction. So does that mean that anything that's not a physical addiction does not count at all? If I have $5,000 and I walk into a casino, no one's pushing me in there. You're not addicted to it. I mean, if it's an addiction, you don't treat it like that. What do you mean? You go, well, I'm banned in Ohio, but I went to Pennsylvania, went to the casino. That's. Do you understand how much of an addict behavior that is to go out of state to get your fix? But why walk in? Because you're, oh my God. How much, I'm, ask, I'm am, asking am you. Am I speaking German? I'm asking you. When you are addicted to something, it is not as easy as self-control. My brain does not work the same way as your brain. Your brain working a different way. Absolutely. Uh, that's not even part of the argument. So then I don't but understand you why it's so hard for you to understand. Because you cannot treat a physical addiction I'm like I'm not treating a, it like a physical addiction. You're completely you are. disregarding it. No, I'm not. When you talk about it like this, you do. No, I'm not. No one's putting a gun to your head and making you go to the Mary, casino. you, what did I just say? You went to another state and go, so you're not treating it like something that you should avoid at all costs. I am, and what I'm, what you're not seeing is that you're like, oh, you must not have the self control to not go to another state, and not you are so afflicted by an addiction that you have to travel to another state to get your fix. You're thinking of it as hmm. you are less than because you can't control this. It's not, and no, not, no, 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 no! Don't throw less than at me. It's not about less than. That's My what only, you just said. It's not a physical addiction, so it's not the same. Well, I didn't say less than. I said they're not the same. Because they are not. So you're. I didn't say less than, more than. Okay. I said they are not the same. Would that you, is my only point. Would you agree that you talk about gambling addiction like it's like it's uh, people's? It's their own fault. No, I just can't identify with it. So you're you're gonna say that there is no point when you speak about gambling addiction that you say things that maybe are a little condescending. Well, I don't know if it's kind of sending. I mean, I told you what the head of Caesars says they want to do, and you said, well, that's not how it's going to work because of X, Y, and Z. Right. I'm saying that these people... I don't know how it's going to work. I only know how they want it to work. These people who are already addicted, if they're going to shift the odds even further out of their favor, it's going to ruin people's lives. And then you said, Caesars isn't ruining anyone's life. That was that was the whole and, argument. Was right. that the casino's not responsible for this because no one's making them do it. But just like any other thing, they're preying on people who have a predisposition to go in there and spend money like there that. Is, and I'm not saying everybody's like that. There's no doubt about that. They are absolutely preying on those people. Right. But that wasn't my point. I know that's not your point, but I was saying that they think that this is going to shift it so that more people with higher amounts of money are going to come in, and it's not. It's going to drive the people who already don't have the money, to a desperate place. Well, here's and it's going to be worse for them. But here's what I wonder. Is if you're in the casino business, man, I would imagine they are running all kinds of data sets all the time on gamblers' behavior. And I would think that more than any other organization, because it's your lifeblood, 
that you take advantage of those people. I would think that more than any other organization, a gambling company would know exactly how they can move the pressure points to get people in to do, obviously not you know, 100%, but a man, I would think that they would have a really good handle on what they can do or not do to get people in or not get people in. They don't have to do anything. Having the having the machines and the tables there isn't more than enough. Just being open 24 hours a day, being there, existing. Well, then why do these guys do. think that's going to work? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. That's why I said immediately that's not how this is going to turn out. You're not going to attract higher rollers. You're going to turn the low rollers uh, <laughs> into... Desperate, de- yes, desperate people who are willing to do anything, who are going to explode. I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people, especially in Vegas, have addiction issues. So if you, let's say you walked in and saw that the, or heard that the payouts were less, wouldn't you go to a place where there were more? And so that place has effectively weeded you out which is what they're trying to do. To a certain degree, sure. But what, I mean, there's more questions than that, where it's or like, if, okay, or, is Or if it, the buy-in costs more, or things like that, sure. right? Yeah, yeah that's where it's gonna, like, I don't have $500 to play on a table. Is that what they're talking about? Is it table games? Are, are they... Everything. So if they're like, adjusting slot machines to pay out less, is it only penny machines? Is it all, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's what they didn't I mean get that life. deep. They didn't get right. that deep into it. But my thought was just like, man, they must know something about how these things work. Like, hey, if we do this, I mean, it's nothing that you're going to see change maybe within a month, but like they go year to year, if we did this, this happens and X, Y, the variables change this way. If they were to take away, like up all their table limits to even 25 or $50, then yes, they would have the somewhat, to some degree, what they're looking for. Because if you know I can't gamble in here for less than $50 a hand, then you're like, I can't go there. Right. But what they're going to end up doing is creating pockets of people, like I said, who are really desperate and who are like, I have to hit at this place. And people, here's the other thing about gambling. It doesn't make any sense. People are crazy superstitious. So if they're like, this is the place that I win, I have to do anything I can to right. make sure that I go back to this place. This is my lucky casino. How, yeah. My how lucky do table. I, how do I get enough money to still continue to gamble here? On that superstition, then I got to go to a break. Does it just take one win to yes. fire up the superstition? 100%. Not even superstition to fire up the addiction. So you're not like, well, I'm just talking about the superstition. So if somebody goes, hey, that's my lucky table because I won five times there, that's never going to be the case that you won five times. So can well, you when can you win one? I mean, just just based on the odds, can you win once and go, that's my lucky table? That's enough to bring you back to that specific table or slot machine. If mm. you walk past and you're like, I won five grand last time I sat down here, I'm going to try again. Right. Even though you could play the same game at another table, but you'd go, well, that might not be a... It might not be your lucky spot. It might be the specific seat at the table. This is my luck. I mean, people do that with sports. Right. You know, I, I've never washed this LeBron jersey, and this is the one that they won the championship in. So I have to wear it again in order for him to win in L.A. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that is it my lucky underwear? Exactly. I don't wash them. We're going to see Royal Blood, who are back on the road after a bit of a hiatus. It kind of went viral a couple of weeks ago on a show in the U.K. because they were screaming at the crowd for not responding. I don't know what it was. 
They're launching the North American tour, and it'll get them to Cleveland here in September. They're going to play the Agora with a band called Bad Nerves. Both of them are going to be Tuesday, September 19th at the Agora. You can go to agoracleveland.com for the full details. These tickets here are for you. Two for Royal Blood this fall in Cleveland. Good luck. Car 10, 216-578-1007 or 800-348-1007. He's been called a waste of space before, but now it's official. Alan Cox. To occupy the city. 100.7 WMMS. Three five one nine two. If you want to send a text, if you want to go to alancoxshow.com, you can. Because you'll see this tall drink of water sitting here. You'll see Brian Sternick. <laughs> Brian, your thoughts on gambling addiction, please. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Are you a guy that'll walk? Uh, how do you feel? Uh, not how do you feel about it, but are you a guy that um, has any proclivity towards something like that? Are you a guy that can walk into the casino, lose a little bit, or win a little bit, and split? Well, I, I'm, I'm. I'm broke, so I just got back from the casino, spent the twenty dollars I had, and I was like, "Time to time to talk to Alan, Bill, and Mary." Right. <laughs> and what's your game? Uh, I like the Wonder Woman penny slots. <laughs> I have lost uh-huh. I lost two mortgages on that slot. Uh huh. So that's not you never had about. a mortgage. Never. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> two of other people's mortgages. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about people's lucky uh, spots. Those are very unlucky spots for you, but you keep going back. I keep going back. Keep going back. Say I'm an addict. Yeah. You like her outfit? Is that what keeps you going to that specific slot? Wonder Woman? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, mm, Linda Carter. Mm. <laughs> is it old school Wonder Woman? I didn't know if it was the Gal Gadot in the, uh, 1984 or whatever it is. It's old school Linda Carter? From what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's Linda right. Carter. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, she's she a baddie. Uh, tomorrow yeah, night, Bill is going to be your host, by the way, on the Cleveland Funny Bus. And will I be dressed like Wonder Woman? You'll have to get on the bus and see. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian is one of the comics who is uh, your tour guide on this. I think last time I did it, you were uh, the tour guide, I believe. Well, I guess I just did one with Julia, but I did one with you, too. Before she broke her clavicle. I'm, yes. How did she break right. her clavicle? You know, did she know. really? Yeah, she got oh, hurt. Oh, no. Yeah, she got into a car accident. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, She's sorry, Julia. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I think she was an Uber or something. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, maybe she'll get a good payout. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. Some Tracy Morgan money. And then we can all go to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman. But when you and I, uh, the one that we did was the one where I started screaming at people. That's where I work yeah. or something? Across the street. <laughs> yeah, I, and I stuck my face out and I was screaming at people who were checking into the hotel. Yeah, the family of six or seven or something. Yeah, they were probably headed back to St. Paul. But they were, uh, yeah, it was fun. It's always fun, man. Yeah. How did the, how did you stumble into this? Well, so uh, Dean, my boss, yeah. the man who who bought a, an old school bus and turned it into a, a comedy bus, he was showing up to like a bunch of mics uh, about four years ago, pre-COVID. He's looking for people. He was like, yeah, he was he was scoping with his Budweiser and and uh, cheap well shots. Right. He was walking around the open mic saying, "Who's going to make it here?" And then he saw, and then he said, saw my sexy butt, and he's like, "I need uh-huh. that guy. I need that dude." You were still hosting yeah. LVT at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like an old open mic, and he was like, "Who's that guy?" And I was like, "Don't talk to me like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I work for you." Yep. Give me a little pinch. Give me a little pinch on the left All cheek. Right. Yeah, because just three of you who rotate on this, right? 
Yeah. Uh, you and Julia, I haven't met the the third girl. So. See, that's Kristen. I worked with her the last time I did it. Okay. We had a blast. Yeah. Kristen's really funny, too. And yeah, she's to, the newest. I got to roast her over someone that she... <laughs> oh, really? What happened? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had a mutual friend? Yeah. You gave her a hard yeah, time yeah. for it? Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. So he comes to you and he goes, hey, he explains it to you. It hadn't, had they been doing it by then? Or he goes, I'm going to do this thing and I, you should come out and be a part of it. Well, his, his sister has one in, uh, I believe, North or South Carolina. Like Charlotte or Charlotte, something. Like Charlotte, yeah, yeah, Charlotte. That's yeah. North Carolina. All right. Uh, yeah, he's so, and then. Maps right here if you need to consult. <laughs> that's what I looked at. It. I was like, where's North Carolina? Is it by Arkansas? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, he started, he got one in Cleveland and then he was scoping out for, for comics and, you know, some bus drivers. Mm -hmm. And then he got, it was originally me, Julia and John Armstrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, John Armstrong's not on it. And then he was looking for a third comic that he found Kristen. Yeah. He found me and Julia and John. We were the original three. He found us all at the same time, pretty much. So how long ago was this? Had to have been like winter 2019. Okay. Maybe. So just maybe in summer. time for COVID to hit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, we all had meetings and stuff. And, yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. And then COVID hit. And he's like, hey, so what are we thinking about uh, doing the tours? Uh, but everyone wears masks. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah. I got scared. And then. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, at the very beginning. Going, yeah. It was all right. At the very beginning, nobody knew it was going to. Everybody thought the world might end or, you know. Yeah. The yeah. world was shut down. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be in a party bus being like, yeah, there's no one on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is what people eat laughter the most, yeah. right? <laughs> this was a place. Uh -huh. <laughs> look That's at all right. these. Look at all these apartments that no one lives in anymore. Look uh -huh. at that. Look at that. You can still pretty much do that on the tour. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> You're even building more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all this empty office space. It is but fun, they got though, the sexy it? bathrooms going up next door. Yep, they gonna, do. They got... Sexy showers and sexy yeah. bathrooms. And pet friendly. Yeah, I still don't understand because that's another one. These city club apartments are put next door. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that they have in a bunch of cities. There's like City Club Chicago and Pittsburgh and Detroit and Cincinnati, whatever. And they all, I think, have the sexy bathrooms. And I still don't understand what the hell that means. Because I think it says five, what does it say, five foot showers or something? It can't be tall. It can't be five feet tall. It must I don't be know. like why so you can have two people in the shower. Depth is that what it is? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. The, the, I've stayed at the nine. They have the sexy shower where it's like in the middle of the room. Yeah, where you can like press your butt up against. You get the, the three sixty. Yeah, yeah. Torque by the living room. Uh huh. You know Who watch TV from the shower? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's sexy. That's yeah. pretty. That's that's sexy AF. Depending on what's on. Uh, <laughs> no matter what's on. In the yeah. He's not. TV anymore, oh, sorry, idiot. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Hey, Don Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two, right? He's gone too. You could turn on I Think You Should Leave oh, yeah. and yeah. get your lady in the mood, and boy, that'll do it. That will Never for been some more ladies. dry in a shower. <laughs> so, uh, Brian Sternick is here. I'm getting texts from people who seem to know you. Uh, you have a cousin in Michigan? Yes. Paula? Yes. Hi, right. Paula. Oh, Paula's listening? I guess. Oh, fiddlesticks. Hi, Paula. <laughs> hey, good. Hi. Uh, Brian and I learned the best financial advice from Mr. Hornbeak, so listen to his casino advice. Does that mean anything uh, to you? Oh, that was, uh, I haven't heard that name in a Are you time. a college boy? Were you a guy that was going to school and you're like, screw this, I'm going to be a comedian? Mm hmm Try yeah. C four years. Okay. Yeah. You're from this area? Yeah, Old Brooklyn. Old Brooklyn. Oh, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. yeah. 
Mr. Hornbeek, that was a, a high school uh, business teacher. And what high school was this? Uh, Holy Name High School. Yep. In Parma Heights. Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ca- good Ca- for you. Catholic. Yep. yep. I went K through 12. Catholic school? Yep. Do you have PTSD? Yes. I'm an atheist now. Yeah. yeah Everybody comes out with, yeah, I don't, I don't know how long you went if you just went high school. Usually kids don't go to public, uh, uh, you know, elementary school or whatever, middle school, and then go to Catholic high school. Unless you're in a place where they're like, well, it's just the best high school. Usually kids at Catholic high school came all the way up through the system. Get, I don't know if that was your situation. But, it was the same. I went yeah. to a grade school. Like my graduating grade school class was... 12 or 13 kids. Right. And then I went to a Catholic high school that had like 180 kids in my class. And yeah. I, I did. I had no idea how to talk to anyone. Yeah. I was just standing there. Hi. <laughs> people are passing each other's stuff by the lockers. Yep. You don't know what's up. I'm like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Why do you have a bag of, bag of grass? Hey, man. <laughs> Those pencil shavings? What is that? Yeah, what is that? You put that, you put that in something? What? And so try C when you were there. You were like, what did you think you wanted to do? Uh, I, or did you not know? Oh, I went for communications. Yeah, okay. Just like everybody else, I yep. think that goes in college. But but not knowing what you were like, I want to do something. But yeah, I was kind of like, do you need to go to college? And I was like, no. And they were like, you need to go. I was like, no. And then I ended up going. Didn't and, like school? No, nah, no, nah, I did. I was I really liked school when I was younger. But then once I was uh, a teenager, I realized uh, I had to. I didn't know how to make friends. Oh, I see. So I, I relied on laughter. That's yeah. ridiculous because you are the friendliest person I may like have a ever retriever. met. Yeah, you really yeah. are. But I was too. But that's retriever. now, right? Uh, then yeah. you probably had to learn. To, you had to be yeah. trained like a golden retriever to I, do it. I just thought everyone was friends when right. I was a kid. Like I, I, I remember I, I was in ninth grade and I walk up to people. I'm like, "Hi, we're friends now." And they're like, "No, we're not." And I'm like, "Well, okay. Guess you hate me and my family <laughs> and everything I believe in." And then you peed on the floor. And then uh-huh. I yeah, and then I peed on the floor. And, Punched the baby. And, and, <laughs> I didn't wear my depends that day. That was on me. And so, but uh, learning to do that, you, you you were just naturally gregarious, and you know, you go, oh, I'll do this for a yeah. while. I focus more on social skills than right. I did on um, academics yes. and the schoolwork and all that. Yeah. yeah, I was more focused on making friends. And then uh, teachers were like, "Are you paying attention?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I am." Right. Uh, anyways, guys. Yeah, but from somebody who comes from how you describe yourself, that sounds like a natural progression where you're like. Because once you make a couple friends, you're like, oh, I'll just keep doing what I did then, and sooner or later I'll have a bunch of friends. Yeah. I'll re- just replicate this process, which is its own kind of academia. You go, I've replicated this experiment multiple times, mm-hmm. and I've gotten a friend out of it every time. I did that, and then I started doing stand-up, and I lost all those friends I worked hard <laughs> on. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> At first, they're all excited for you, and then they're like, what are you doing tonight? You're like, stand-up? You're doing it every night? They're like, you're going to do it every night? You're like, yeah. Yeah. And then they all go away. Yeah. And they you get all new friends, and those people are all mopey and upset all the time, and you know. Yeah, it's Bill, Mary, and a bunch of sad people. Yes, <laughs> I like how we're not included in that. No, <laughs> no you're we make money. <laughs> you're with Alan Cox, okay? Yeah, you can't yeah. be depressed here. You hear that, Alan? You yeah. are solely yeah. responsible. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> it's all on your shoulders. The happiness of two comics. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> too late. <laughs> and it's actually a pound cake too. Not as not a comic, but his happiness yeah. depends right. on you. Well, I'll take that yeah, under consideration. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you you have a day gig or no? What do uh, you do? You I just... actually do the bus as a day gig. Oh, that's that's the yeah, gig. It's, yeah, it's, it's something. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, I'm not living the most lav- lavish life, but I got this shirt at Target, so I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, for well, they do have nice shirts. 
They have yeah, really nice so wrong, Yeah. Um, well, that's good then, right? I mean, you know, it's just some people that go, I went to college for engineering and then decided to be a comedian or whatever. And so that's, but it sounds like a natural progression. Yeah. And you are very funny on the bus. Like, obviously, uh, when I was on the bus with you, I hadn't met you before. Yeah, we never met. And so, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Yeah, we talked about a lot. Of, we, we instantly connected about movies. You know, we did. And what you were movie? talking about being Puerto Rican, and I didn't know if you were joking. <laughs> I didn't know if you were playing with those people because they were right there, and you're like, I'm fully Puerto Rican. He's and the I was Puerto like, pierogi. I love it. I was going to say, I was like, I think he's telling the truth, but I couldn't tell. When you first started talking about that on stage, I thought you were messing around, too. Yeah. Because yeah. he has jokes about being Puerto Rican and Polish. I'm like, okay. And then I met your mom, and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> you're Puerto Rican. Just so you know, I believe Puerto Rican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bill. I remember when yeah. Trump was on the paper towels. You were just like, Argh. yeah, right. They, they love paper towels. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, the kid. There's other people that apparently know you that are texting me, but they're telling me that um, kids hated us because we had working class parents at Holy Names. Oh yeah, they, right. They are throwing shade at the high school right now. Yeah, yeah, but but those. It's a private school. Yeah. Those schools are usually like. Not a lot of working class families there. Yeah, there was a lot of like wealthier kids, and yes. then there was a lot of kids like me who my mom was like, "All right, you play hockey or you get a job. Make a choice." And I was like, "I, I do want to hit people. Let's party." <laughs> yeah, start playing hockey. Yeah, there you go. I'll buy my own mask and everything. It'll be mm -hmm. fine. I thought mom. hockey players were like short and stocky. They are. Some of them are. I was like, you're very tall. Right? Some of them are tall. Yeah. There's some hockey tall. players are really yeah. tall. Yeah. Daniel Chara, he's like six seven. Yeah. I think. But oh, wow. there's not many. Most of them are like uh, like five ten. Yeah. yeah. Not even six. They're, they're the guys that when they play hockey, they're like I'm five nine. But then when they're out on a date, they're like yeah, I'm six one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Well, when I got the skates on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the skates on and then take my picture for my profile. Yeah. That's why I'm red, six eight. Going to Red Lobster with skates. On. Be like, yeah, I'm six three. So yeah. I can ride any ride. Well, listen, thanks for coming in, pal. This was nice fun. to meet you. Yeah, Brian Sternick is one of your charming and delightful tour guides over there on the Cleveland Funny Bus. Uh, we're doing it the remainder of June on Wednesday nights. Bill is your host tomorrow night. Uh, then I will be your host on June the fourteenth. Mary Santora will host on June twenty first, mm -hmm. and Poundcake will host on June the twenty eighth. But you can see these guys. You can go on a Funny Bus. But at funnybus.net, you do it like Thursday, th all through the weekend, through like December, right? Like, I, yeah, so yeah. Uh, it, I believe the main tours, there's usually one on Friday, three to four on Saturdays, and then a couple on Sundays. But that's just because we're just getting in the season now. So yep. more, there will be some on Thursdays. Summertime. Maybe, maybe another couple on Friday. I'm not yeah. sure. And then there's also private tours, too, yeah. like throughout the week. Yeah, we were just kind of trying Wednesdays out. Because you guys weren't doing anything on Wednesdays, and we were like, well, let's see if this is fun. And, of course, it was a blast. It's so, so much fun. It's I'm fun. so excited. It's a lot tomorrow. of fun. And I'm excited because I, I didn't really know Kristen. I know Brian pretty well. So tomorrow is going to be uh, so so much fun. Let's tell a story. You're doing tomorrow, so, Brian? So yeah, yeah. yeah tomorrow. Before Brian goes, I got to tell a story yeah. of when I went to the Rock Hall inductions, and I couldn't get an Uber. And I, me and my date were, like, stranded downtown. And so I was just kind of going through my phone, like seeing who was up. And I text Brian and I'm like, dude, are you awake? And he's like, yeah, I was just about to sit down to eat some sexy spaghetti. This <laughs> 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 is at like 12.30, 1 o'clock in yeah, the morning. And uh, I was like, can you come and pick me up from downtown? Uh, and he's like, yeah. And, and like you're living 20, where? 
Uh, I was in Lakewood. No, Lakewood, okay. Lakewood or Rocky River? I, was in Rocky I think, River, I think Rocky yeah. River because we went to the game the next day too. Yeah. So I could return the favor and picked you up and took you to the game. So he comes and picks me up and he's like, oh, I thought it was just you. He's like, hold on a second. And he gets out of his car and he's like moving all this junk around <laughs> in his back seat. So my date has a place and she has to like basically sit on, on old cups. On like yeah. laundry and McDonald's bags. <laughs> she leaned on my dare t shirt. I remember that. He's feeding you sexy spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> I was eating it in the with the in the sexy bathrooms and then you had to yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Like gummo back but, then. Uh, but it was just, like, I really appreciate you coming and getting me. That was, like, awesome because there was no Ubers at the time. Or the ones that there were were, like, $90 and they'd keep canceling. And so you, you saved my butt that night. So appreciate that. But it was just... Uh, so funny that you came. Look at that. Like, I'll tell you, <laughs> you were so shocked when there was a person with me like, oh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, you, it was like, like a dust ball. Yeah. Like, like a Tasmanian devil just moving stuff around. He's like, okay, she should fit now. <laughs> I had to move all my wrestling DVDs. <laughs> well, he asked for a ride. He didn't yeah. ask for, you know, I mean, you were there. He picked him up. Yeah. Five yeah. finger discount. Thought he'd assume I'd had a date, but. Where can people uh, where can people come see you on the social medias in the interwebs? Um, on Twitter and uh, Instagram, I am the Brian Sternick. Brian with a Y, B R Y A N Sternick, S T E R. Also, very funny on there. You do a lot of good uh, replies on there, like the like your, your, your Twitter. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Yeah. I, yeah, I have some killer they tweets. They don't get the love they deserve. They don't. That funny. crazy bread bread treat was hilarious. Dude, that was great. It was so funny. The, I started following you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah we're friends on Twitter. Although yeah. I think I'm going to get off Twitter. Yeah, it's, it gets toxic so, sometimes. It's not even, it's so boring. I don't know what happened. I know what happened. What happened? It got boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> buzzer. The home of the buzzer. buzzer. This is 100.7 WMMS. Cleveland. Call the Alan Cox Show. Pay attention to notice the reverse of everything that is normal becoming abnormal. 216-578-1007 or 1-800-348-1007. Five one nine two. Want to send me a text? Alan to watch live. Who's helping out today? By the way, I haven't even looked. Denny Dubertson is helping out today. Hey, thanks. There's a lot of stuff to do, and um, it can't all be done by one person. So thanks. We'll That'd get to some. Uh, what's that? That'd be insane. Yeah, that would be crazy. Uh, we'll get to some hot celebrity goss in a minute here, uh, courtesy of Perez Bilton. I will have a trip to Las Vegas for you around 5.30. We're going to start doling those out. They announced uh, this year's iHeartRadio Music Festival, which has a respectable number of uh, rock bands on the lineup. It's not all pop, which sometimes it uh, is largely that. Foo Fighters, Fall Out Boy, Lenny Kravitz, 30 Seconds to Mars, Public Enemy, Cheryl Crow, among uh, the many, many people on the lineup this year in Vegas, September 22nd and 23rd. They are not on sale until next week. So all this week, I will have trips to Vegas for you and a pal before uh, anybody else gets their grubby little mitts on them. So it's we fly out, put you up, get you tickets to the whole event. I think we throw you some cash, too. So you can blow that however you want. But 530, I'll have that next keyword for you. Uh, to get that trip. Uh, later in the week, comedian Matthew Broussard is going to be in here. The legendary geezer Butler from Black Sabbath is going to join me. He's got a memoir that he's going to be talking about. 
uh, next week, one week from tomorrow, I'll be giving away Taylor Swift tickets. One pair for someone to win to see Taylor Swift in Pittsburgh at Acrisure Stadium that following Saturday. So you'll win them from me on Wednesday. You'll be in Pittsburgh screaming your ever-loving head off on Saturday the 17th. One pair uh, to get you into that show next Wednesday. And I will tell you Monday how we're going to do that. It'll be here at the window. And, um, well, let me give you a little bit of a hint. Do you own a coconut bra? No, I'm kidding. Uh, But if you do, I mean, you know, something to consider. We were talking about garbage earlier. We're talking about people who uh, work in the garbage collection industry. People who drive Amazon or UPS trucks or whatever and have to pee in bottles. Brian texted me back, by the way. Oh! He did. He said that... Wait, hold on. Oh. Sorry. I'm going to get this right. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, because we asked him. We, we, you texted him, hey... You're out on the truck 12 hours a day. What do you do? He said, typically, I will pull over and pee in an empty bottle. If I'm feeling bougie, I'll stop at a gas station, but that's rare. Oh, that is rare? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I figured that would be the go-to. No. Is it it because he's on, like, a really stringent schedule? You're on a stringent schedule, and he's residential, so he's in neighborhoods and stuff. So if he's got a 1,100 pickup route... In the middle of a residential like community, he can't exactly just pull off in the middle of it and go to a gas station. Right. Yeah. So he's a member of the bottle club. Could he walk back? And again, you know, I'm just curious. Um, maybe somebody else who works on waste management can get me hip to this. But I wonder if you could walk to the back of the truck and pee in the trash. I feel like that's probably public. Well, I mean, from the from inside the truck. No. Is he in a cab that is separate yeah. from? Okay. Yeah, you can't do that. Could There's he no, ru- like, hole. Could he <laughs> Could he route out, like, a glory hole? Uh, then you have to th- put yourself where the garbage goes. I don't know that you want a dirty penis. Listen, I was a single guy for a long time, Mary, and mm-hmm. I put myself where the garbage goes. <laughs> on an Okay, so he's a bottle boy. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good to know. It is. And thank you for asking. You're welcome. But uh, I only bring it back up again because I was watching the video that Channel 7 in Detroit acquired somehow of a 49-year-old guy who somehow found himself in a garbage truck and uh, made it all the way to the landfill. They don't know if he uh, passed out or what happened. But uh, there was some kind of surveillance video and the people who were working at the Woodland Meadows landfill who just noticed a guy tumble out from the back of the truck that was dumping it into the landfill and he kind of got up and brushed himself off and started walking away. (laughs) Uh, You have to think the guy was drunk or passed out or something. This is Van Buren Township for our Detroit Bureau Chiefs. Uh, The cops were called because a guy had been dumped from the truck into the giant landfill and then stood up and uh, walked away. And they uh, took him to a hospital. They said he was fine. And nothing else they had to concern themselves with, I guess. I'm the trash man. <laughs> I come out. I throw trash all over, all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. 
And then I pick up the trash can and I... That's going to be a disaster. On <laughs> <laughs> the trash man. Frank, nobody wants to see a 61-year-old man throw trash at people. <laughs> no, it'll be great. All right. Sorry. Are you all right? Are you okay? I just kicked it. Huh? What? I just knocked my microphone. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I keep forgetting. to. I got to make myself the note to get that WD-40 in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. So I'm a podcast listener for the most part, but oh, I love this I, guy. He's always like giving us a hard time, or giving me a hard time. I guess. So I'm a podcast listener for the most part, but I heard today because I got off work early that I've heard through podcasts of Alan belching and holding it in. Do need to get checked out. <laughs> it's annoying to hear on the radio when he burps, holds it. Does a lot. Oh, come on, man. I'm trying to be polite. Nobody wants to hear me belching on the radio. But you do that. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> That's me suppressing my burps. <clears throat> yeah, I'm doing that to be polite, sir. You're welcome. Instead of complaining, perhaps you could offer me the accolades I deserve. Thank you. You're welcome. Because here's the thing. If they were going to be really triumphant burps, I don't have those. Like, I don't have, I, like this. <laughs> I don't have that. So I'm suppressing it so that, because you're not going to get anything amazing out of me. So I apologize if you find it annoying. I guess maybe I can, maybe I'll just go down here. <laughs> I'll go out of the... Fr- so if you're watching, I go, I go He's out of the- gone. He's, where'd Alan go? I'm like oh a baby. Where is he? Who's running the show? You'll know what I'm doing. He's like a baby. His object constancy is not what it once was. No. Bill, I'm going to burp again. Uh, where did Alan go? Where is he? Where's hey, I'm, oh, ba- I'm back. Okay. Don't worry. Hey, I'm, I'm back. Um, That's a great, great audio bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Where's Alan at? Hey, I'm, Alan, I'm right here. Oh. I'm right here. I get nervous because you. I know. Like, I can. I I know how the board works, but I, you know, I don't want to have to run over there and take control. I, I know. Don't have to. You don't know where all the noises are. I'm not great with the noises. I'll be honest. I can. I can move the the knobs, but uh, the noises. That's you're 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 quick with the noises. Areola. <laughs> he can move the knobs. All right. Areola. Hey, do you want to do some hot celebrity goss? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mary does too. This is hot celebrity gossip with Perez Bilton. What is up, my little baby goss guzzlers? I've got some hot goss for you today. Let's start off with. Leonardo DiCaprio, he is enjoying an extended stay on a yacht off the coast of Ibiza Ibiza. with a 22-year-old model, Megan Roach. The two were the only ones on the yacht and spent the night together. And according to Inside Sources, Inside Sources, Leo doesn't think things will work out in the long term with Megan because she's eventually going to turn 25. 
So it's not a forever thing. Also, she's a Megan that spells her name with an H, which we all know. Yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. No good. All right. Taylor Swift is single. Uh-oh. Matt, Taylor Swift and Matt Healy are done. And uh, this is pretty shocking news. According to Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Taylor Swift dumped Healy moments after hearing that a certain Cleveland comedian is also single. Whoa, Brian Sterling. <laughs> hey, Sterling's got a girlfriend. Oh, he does? Yeah, Lexi. You, you just got you got Taylor Swift off his scent. Good job, Bill. What happened to bro code? It's for me. Oh, <laughs> for you. Oh. Taylor's for oh, me. Yeah, yeah, you too. <laughs> and finally, Pete Davidson left Peta a scathing voicemail after they called him out for shopping and not adopting. Alan? Oh, yeah. If you may. It's Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphna. Um, the scene. Uh, thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those type of dogs. And my mom's dog, who was two years old, died a week prior, and we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired <laughs> you and suck my and this message and this message so wow. he seemed a little upset there yeah uh, nothing that us shoppers not adopters can't relate to uh-huh uh, but according to inside sources inside sources Peter would like to clarify adopt don't shop is meant for pets not humans. We're looking at you, Ted Nugent. <laughs> this is hot celebrity gossip with Perez Bilton. Nobody told Pete Davidson that hypoallergenic dogs don't really exist. Was that was that he said? I'm I'm allergic to this certain kind of dog. Well, there's dogs that are less. Allergy making, maybe, but it's but the, but people are like, I have a hypoallergenic dog. I'm like, you know, that's not a real thing, right? It's a thing he we like to he, tell ourselves when, he, we pay, <laughs> when you pay two grand for a puppy, you're right? Like, this thing's hypoallergenic. Indeed, gonna, whatever. He got really mad. Everybody, everybody else gets to say all their dumb, not science stuff. Let us shoppers. You're right. Call them not hy- hypoallergenic them, dogs. Hypoallergenic yep, dogs. there are yeah. thousands of breeds. Yep. Get but one there, today. Are, there are certain dog breeds that create more dander and, you know, they, they, that, the, they cause the problems that make you allergic. And also, they're just so much cuter. But also, how, how do you, how would you determine let what dog lick kind, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, you let the dog lick inside your mouth. I'm allergic to sick. dander, so I'm going to yeah. need a dog that has no mouth, no skin, and doesn't pee. Do you have anything <laughs> like that? That's where all the dander comes from. Do you have any, you have, I need a dog you with. You need a fish. Yes. No mouth, no, no mouth, skin. No mouth, no skin, doesn't pee. Well, fish Even fish and pee. Mouth, yeah. and, and mouths. And yeah. mouths, yeah. But the, you know, they're Hypoallergenic dander, dander stays in the water, so right. you should be okay. As long as you don't drink the water, you're okay. Uh, I mean, I I like a dog that doesn't shed. That's why I got the dog that I got. Right. Because I can't 
stand a dog that sheds. You want me and to people it are the... like, well, they become, there's always dogs available, but, the, you know, I'm looking for a specific size and uh, non-shedding dog, and those are not available very often on the rescues. And the, the dogs that you look at on the rescue, they're cute. I would love to rescue more dogs, but that's not my situation right now. Down the road, I said, when I'm done with comedy, I'm going to rescue dogs. That's mm-hmm. going to be my thing. And run, that's gonna be later. And model trains, model trains, and dogs. That's all. Rescue dogs and model trains. Uh, and maybe learn to farm and just live off the grid. And just have dogs and trains. <laughs> Frontier Bill mm-hmm. with his dogs and his oh, trains. I love dogs. Yeah. Get well. Like I, conductors I, caps. I will go on websites and look and be like, oh, I, w- I want to save all these dogs. I think dogs. are... So cute. I don't think that's a that's a pretty popular opinion. I don't think anybody's on a rescue website like they should be there. Leave them in the cage. <laughs> Listen, okay, yeah. right. I'll, you know take, I'll, I'll take the other side. Of that. I don't care I'll, take, about. I'll take the other side of that. There are some dogs you you're like I see why that one's there. No, uh, yeah, nobody's see, doing that. I see. There's the some dogs. dogs dick. You you look at that dog. And you're like I can tell why you're there. You, you dirty dog. No, I can't even sell it. <laughs> dirty I dog. I love them. I love dogs. Uh huh. I'm never taking. There's another one I don't care about. There's another one I'm not taking. Give me your cute face. Give me your puppy eyes. <laughs> they should be there. Yeah, he's looking at the picture like, oh, I hope this is a kill shelter. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even make that joke. I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> I can't believe I came to this website last month and the same dogs were there. Don't they ever get rid of these things? Come on, turn over. Fresh in Last guess, I'm fresh in <laughs> Voice call received. Put this on the air, dumbass. You think you know it all? You're just nothing but a piece of shit. Talk about dumb shit that you don't have a clue about. Another satisfied customer of the Alan Cox Show. I hate it. This show sucks. On 100.7 WMMS. Thank you, sir. Leave messages for us on the iHeartRadio app anytime you want. If you're listening there. You can also drop voicemails on the After Hours line, which is 216-986-8903. Nick's one of our bureau chiefs. He's down in Texas. Is it Louisville, Texas, Nick? Yes, sir. It's not Louisville like Kentucky. It's Louisville, Texas, right? Yes, just yeah. like Lewis, Lewis and Clark. Gotcha. What's going uh, on, man? Uh, I was calling to answer your question. I'm a trash truck driver. I'm actually at work right now. But uh, you were talking about how some residential drivers use the bathroom without pulling off on a route. Well, if it's a side, if it's a side loader truck, they can't. But if it's a rear loader truck, a lot of them have side hatches that you can crawl up into because you got to clean behind the blade that compacts the trash. If there's enough room, you can use the restroom behind there. If worse comes to worse. Which one? Are, which one are you driving, Nick? Uh, I do what they call roll-off now. I started off in residential, but I've been doing roll-off now. It's like uh, the large container dumpsters, like you see at construction sites or compactors, like you see at apartments and uh, grocery stores and stuff like that. Is that a more difficult skill to have, and that's why you like you you start off with the side loader and you move into that? Because I imagine dealing with those larger dumpsters can be real tricky. Uh, yeah, it can be, especially if it's in an enclosure and you got to wash the roof or if it's a tight-fitting one. But uh, I got tired of messing with trying to drive through alleys and everything. Mm. It just wasn't worth it for me. <laughs> it's, 
and I like the job better doing this. Right. Okay, but but the bottom line is, depending on what kind of uh, truck you have, uh, you can at least be having a whiz when you need to. Yeah, either in the cab or like like I was telling you, if you got a uh, side hatch on your truck, you can go behind, you can go inside the the truck itself, like where you put the trash and go behind the blade and take a look. <laughs> right. Oh no! Oh, I smeared it on the blade. Oh no! I forgot to turn the blade off before I took a whiz all over. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. How's the weather down there, Nick? Uh. About 90 degrees. It's been raining off and on for the last couple of weeks. Uh, other than that, it's just humid. Yeah. Uh, getting to be the, it's getting to be summertime where it'll be 110 degrees. Right. You know God bless. Summertime in Louisville, Texas. Right. Okay. Hey, thank, thank you, you Nick. Appreciate your time. Thank you, pal. I appreciate it. There is Nick in Louisville, Texas. He's right there on Louisville Lake, about 45 minutes north of Dallas. Uh, for people who are keeping score at home. You think you could drive a garbage truck pound cake? Hell no. Hell no, is what he said. No, no garbage truck. That stuff scares me, like, especially after the whole thing with, like, my brother. Uh-uh. Okay. What about, like, a UPS truck with no doors? Those guys make pretty good money. Uh, I've, I've kind of already, like, driven those kinds of cars, like, those types of trucks. If it's not, I feel like if it's bigger than the average moving truck, then I'm not, I wouldn't feel comfortable driving it. Oh, okay. Like, I, I remember when my friend moved to Arizona, I, like, she let me, she didn't let me drive the entire time, but then when she had to get her rental, she's like, all right, can't you manage to drive the U-Haul? And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and then I got paranoid because I was like, I don't know, the, I, how do I know if this is, the clearance is tall enough. She's like, you're on a freeway. It's tall enough. I'm like, okay, well, it just looks different from up here. That's all. It looks, those bridges look real close. How high was the Clarence on it? <laughs> Clarence? Clarence <laughs> Thomas? You have clearance, Clarence. I'll this Vegas trip for you, by, by the way, in a few minutes, if you're trying to get yourself to Vegas for our iHeartRadio Music Festival, which they announced this morning. A pretty good lineup. I mean, if you're a rock and roll fan, good lineup. The Foo Fighters and, uh, and uh, other bands... Uh, Foo Fighters and uh, Lenny Kravitz. Public Enemy's doing it this year. Fall Out Boy. Mary's favorite. When's that concert you're going to with Blossom? I think it's July 18th. Okay. Something like that. The Fall Out Boy show? Yeah. With, um, oh God, who's the other, who are the other, we gave away tickets. Who are the other bands? I don't remember. Not Census Fail. I don't know why that's in No. It's uh, like, um... <laughs> Streetlight Manifesto or some crap no. like that. Was it? What's it? What? Ocean's Avenue? Was it them? No, Yellow, Yellow Card. Card. They're no. way bigger than that. Yellow Card's, I don't think they open for anybody. No, I think they'd open for Fallout. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. Yellow Card? I saw Card? that dude DJ in Foundry a couple years. years ago. Like, oh, the, they'll... Fall Out Boy, Bring Me the Horizon. Ah, ah go, get, go the get the sunset. <laughs> go get the sunset. Royal and the Serpent, which is a wild band. Yeah, I'm and, not and, really. And a band called Car, C-A-R-R. -R. I don't know if you know it's not me, but I tend to go to concerts for the headliners. Um, Nerd. Yeah, I know. I know. How mainstream of me. But does that, that's fine. I mean, that's who you're paying the ticket for. But does that mean that you won't go early? Well, we're on air. It's on a Wednesday. All right. So I'll probably leave after the show or cut before the plugs. 
550, and then by the time I get down there and blossom traffic and walk the two miles into the venue, it'll probably be pretty close to the time follow-up boy's going on. It's a Tuesday. Or a Tuesday, whatever. Yeah. It's, I know it's middle of the week. Yeah. But you are taken out to go to the Survivor tryouts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> because it's like, I really want to, and I think it would be crazy, and I think I have a good chance. But, but like, I got bit by bugs by the pool in Marina Del Rey and my, like half my legs swelled up and I'm like, dude, I would never make Yeah, yeah, you can't. <laughs> my skin is so sensitive and I'm so allergic to so many things. Like, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Or would they be into that? Would they be like, this girl is such a source for drama, we have to have her But on. that's not drama, that's medical liability. I'm just allergic in the sense that like, I get really big bad welts. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you're getting, but I've seen the people that go on that show and they get like the scars and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's real bad in those areas where they do that show. Yeah. So I think, and it's also bugs I've probably never been exposed yes, to. Yes, exactly. So it could be real bad. Backyard mosquitoes f me up. And they're they're probably going. Well, we're not going to mess with this girl. She's going to. But get I also bit by wouldn't tell them that. Okay, well. Why would I tell them that? I thought that would be something that you would have to disclose. I, I'm sure they do like a thorough physical and stuff. The only thing I'm like allergic to is shellfish and kiwi, which probably they might say no to that where they're mm-hmm. like, hey, what if we you go fishing and the only <laughs> the only food for a week is crab? Yeah. Well, I'm screwed, I guess. Give me some of that catering that you got for the crew. Me hit the crafty table, baby. <laughs> right. Why is that guy getting All right, but you got to fish for it. <laughs> throw it in the ocean. I'll fish for <laughs> no, it. No, you, you just got to throw a line at it and try and drag it through the oh, sand over the to table. you. <laughs> Talking about blossom traffic. Uh, the Shed Arena outside Pittsburgh is called the Star Lake Amphitheater. It's out there in Burgettstown. And when I was working um, in Pittsburgh, we did a lot of shows there. And a buddy of mine who's still on the air in Pittsburgh, he's a WDVE, he went to go see the Dead and Company last night, or tried to. He was tweeting about it. People were blowing up over the traffic to get out to Star Lake for a show that started at 7.10. And my buddy goes, we left after 4 o'clock and we're still waiting to get into the show at 8.12. My goodness. People were like leaving their cars by the side of the road just so they could go see the show. Like four hours in traffic. People were saying that three of the four hours were within the last two miles to the venue. Why? The traffic is one moving, but like, why? Like, I don't. It's, it's not like know. it's their first big show. Don't know. Don't know. Doesn't make any sense? Don't know. Maybe partially because people leaving their cars on the side, or I, I don't isn't going to help. Yeah, but you can drive around them. But people are like missing the whole show. They're like, "Hey, I'm going to need a refund on six or seven tickets because I sat in my car for five hours." And uh, are they going to get those refunds, though? Probably not. Probably not. They're going to go, nope, the show went on as planned. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but if they're, the venue is the reason you can't get into the venue, I feel like it does come back on them. They should get a refund. Yeah, but you know the fine print in the back of those tickets, boy. They it's are indemnified for every goddamn thing. Butts. You're yeah, that's your right. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a John Mulaney fan, you might know who this guy is. We knew him growing up. 
This guy was a Chicago police detective who would do a lot of these crime prevention videos. He had one called Street Smarts. He had a TV show called Tough Target. He would go on Oprah. Oh, no. You know who this is? Yeah. It's a guy named J.J. Bittenbinder. Uh, he has died at 80. Uh, this guy would... Street Smarts. Street Smarts. Yeah, I know about that from Mulaney. This guy would... I mean, John Mulaney's about 10 years behind me, so I think yeah. the stories he's told is like when he was in kindergarten. I was in high school when J.J. Bittenbinder would come to the school mm-hmm. and do Street Smarts. They would show it on local PBS. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was one of these guys who was like, all I care about is keeping kids safe. But he would have to terrify you to do that. Right. The, the story that Malia tells is like, kids, if you've ever get kidnapped and put in the trunk of a car, take your child-sized fist and punch out the taillight right. and wave at yeah. cars and traffic. <laughs> right. Street parts. But he had like a walrus, like a walrus mustache, mm-hmm. and he looked like what you imagine a thirty-year-old Wilford Brimley would look like. He kind of had that vibe. Although I bet Wilford Brimley looked exactly the same at thirty as he did when he died. Wilford Brimley was younger than everybody when he was in Cocoon by a good amount. Wilford Brimley he was, was like forty in the, that movie. No, he was my age now. He was like a fifty-one, he was fifty-one playing he, a seventy-year-old. Yes. Yeah, Wilford Brimley was the age I am now when he did Cocoon. So J.J. Bittenbinder uh, died at 80. He went to DePaul Academy, went to DePaul University. He was in the Marine Corps before he joined the Chicago Police Department in 1971. He was one of the detectives, uh, for people who can remember far enough back, because it was nationwide news, the Tylenol murders in Chicago in the early 80s, where there was poisoned Tylenol that was... Uh, killing people. Well, I'll show you a little bit about this for people who don't aren't uh, hip to J.J. Bittenbinder, but Street Smarts was his show, and I can pretty much pick this up a- anywhere, and uh, it'll make sense to you. The highway, somebody bumps into the back of your car. You pull it over to the side, you get out, and you look at it, and you say, my God, look at that. Well, you don't do that. You do not get out of the car. You stay inside that automobile, and you roll the window down only that far. Because the only thing that's going to come out of that is your voice. Only thing that's come out of that is your voice. Change for a dollar. You got change for a dollar. There's one of them that's going to stand up there and she's going to open her purse and she says, no, all I got is this 20. <laughs> I mean, it's like it says Iowa right across her forehead, yeah? Because um, rubes are from Iowa. That's right. <laughs> Those rubes. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> all I got is this 20. Yep. They're going to take it. Mm-hmm. So he just wanted people to be safe. He wanted to make a difference in people's lives. Here's John Mulaney talking to James Corden about him some years ago. And he would come in and be like, you're all going to die. You know, and <laughs> really, that was kind of the crux of it. He's like, by the time the cops get there, it's too late. You know, that was yeah. just like his. He was like, you're out there. You got to fight. You know, and yeah. we were like, all right. You know, we were like five. Yeah. And he would just give us tips. He'd be like, if some guy's coming after you, you drop your backpack. Then you run. I know that your dad told you that backpack costs a lot of money. By the way, there's no better word to say in a Chicago accent than backpack. <laughs> so J.J. Bittenbinder, who uh, went to John Mulaney's school, uh, came to my school uh, when we were in um, uh, freshman, either eighth grade or freshman year high school. I remember when, but he would come by. If you weren't getting the dare cops, uh, they would tell you that J.J. Bittenbinder was coming through.
And he, he'd say, I talk about how bad guys go for the weakest looking ones. We're that, not, we're that's not, the Chicago accent, by the way, Mary. That's that's what it is. These, guys, guys, these yeah. guys don't have Minsa cards in their packets. Minsa cards in their packets. We're talking animal instincts here. I tell them how to extricate themselves from a situation. Yeah, save yourself. The light bulbs go on. Trust me, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'll talk to any. I'll talk to a bank, a hospital, a church group. I don't care. You put 10 women in the kitchen, I'll come in and talk to them. If I prevent one rape, I did a good job. <laughs> J.J. Bittenbinder, you kids. Street smarts. Street smarts. <laughs> he wasn't talking to us, the kids, about rape, but let me tell you. So, he had, yeah, he had books. He was on CNN and Oprah and, you know, all over. But, man, if you heard that he was coming to your school, that was a treat. Of all the things you can tell a kid, the most important is that when they're approached, they should run. Because they're never, this is what you would say, because they're never going to be able to run as fast as they can when they're kids. They're small, <laughs> they're small and they're fast, and they're never going to be able to run as fast ever again. But you got to remember, he would say, you got to remember, kids, drop the books. <laughs> Don't try to rub with your backpack. books. Backpack. Put in your backpack. Don't try to rub with your books. Because they're going to weigh you down. So anyway, J.J. Bittenbinder, uh, dead at 80. What a sad, mm. sad day. And he kept that glorious hair and mustache dyed brown the whole way through. Here's some more. On this side, with a big purse. It won't fit comfortably under here. What you do is you put it real high on the right-hand side of the car. Real high. You lay it up there so it looks like a, like a floor mat. Or if you have a briefcase, you put that up there. It's dark color. It looks like a floor mat. I hate telling you that, though, because I know if I tell you to do that, it's going to end up right there. So I'd rather have you keep it under your knee. That's the safest place for you to put your purse. Put your purse under your knees when you're driving. That's what you're supposed to do. You guys have anybody like that around here? You're growing up with that local cop that would come through and tell you not to get killed? I mean, they're just like the regular dare programs for drugs, but I don't remember kids, the cops doing that. We had the penis Frito lady. What? Penis Frito? Yeah. As in the crunchy corn snack? Yeah, she, she, wow. she was the... Fritos for me. She was the sex talk lady, so she would come in and warn us about like STDs and how you like how diseases spread. And she's like, "Yeah, you don't, you all, you guys should always wash your hands." She's like, "Especially the men. The men are nasty." And she she would say she was like, "Because then a guy's just you know scratching himself and blah blah blah." And then you know you're at lunch and he takes a bit of your Fritos. Now you got penis Fritos, and that is the main part that I remember of that talk. The safe sex lady. Penis Fritos. Penis Fritos. I, anyone who's in Lorraine County knows what lady I'm talking about. I forget her name, but she she was always talking about penis Fritos. Well, if you're in Lorraine County and you remember the penis Frito lady, you can text me her name. 35192. Uh, by the way, just to clarify, um, J.J. Bittenbinder, not the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> A different J.J. Bittenbinder. Al, my wife and I went to that show at Star Lake. We had to pay 20 bucks to park in some dude's yard and still walk two miles to the venue. 
we missed the whole first set. And we left a campground 10 miles away at 4.15. That's a good hustle, yeah, man. that sucks. Just yeah, but if you're sitting there for three hours, oh, my God. I, I had oh. a cousin that lived next to, uh, like, a, a park. It was like a rec center, but that's where they used to launch off the fireworks. Mm-hmm. And she would open up her yard, be like $5 a car. I'm like, man, you could get at least $10.15. You're getting prime 4th of July parking. So... But yeah, I think that's cool. That's a nice little hustle. You make a couple hundred bucks a night. That's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Just come park in my yard. It's only twenty dollars. As long as you don't mind tire tracks, but like, it was dead grass anyway. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, can we drive all over your dead grass? No, I don't care. It's twenty bucks a spot. Let me cut down some of these bushes, and so you'll get even more. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, get out of here, and uh, who are you going to see? Oh, Paramore. You know, you'll sit in a little bit of traffic. Nobody here went to the Paramore show, right? No, my sister went. I heard it was good. I had some friends that went. She said they played a lot of new stuff. And she was kind of bummed out about that. She said they played like 10 new songs and only like three or four old ones. They ended with Misery Business, didn't they? She said they played it. I don't. She didn't say where they played I it. In guarantee this that was like the grand finale. Well, it's also got to suck for because that band is just her. Basically, there's two other guys in it, and then they have some touring people. I don't know why they need seven people to make that music, but but Paramore's always been like her, and the other two guys are kind of like, yeah, we're here too. I mean, that's fun and everything. But I think people go to see her. But I heard it was a real good show. Yeah, they put it for on as long show. as they've been around now. I mean, Jesus, she was a teenager when they got that band going. She was pushing forty. Here. I saw a lot of people's stories and it looked like a good time. Yeah, uh, there was this one girl they brought up on stage. She brought her up on stage to sing a song, and my friend had video of it, but it cuts off before she starts singing. It's like this black girl, and she's like freaking out because she's such a huge fan, yeah. and she was singing every word to every song, and so she brought her on stage. What's the Paramore girl's name? Haley. Haley, Haley. Haley Williams. Yeah, she brought her up and gave her a big hug. And I was all excited to watch her sing, and then the video cut off. I'm like, I, I want to see her sing. So I want. Somebody to- sent me that audio. Oh yeah. I, I, I knew it. I knew she was gonna be great. I didn't know I liked Paramore this one. Yeah, it's for Prime Month. Right, I gotta take a break. <laughs> Can someone show me where this little makeshift bathroom is? Oh no, the regular ones are open. Oh, no, they're open no. Yeah, no, 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 they're not. Yeah. Nope, oh, you gotta go back and. Um, oh. <laughs> It's dark, so you have to light a match to see the way. <laughs> no, they, they close them back down. You got to get back there and just stumble your way through. You'll be fine. Just Everything's broken. Through. Drill yep. a hole somewhere. Figure it out. Sorry. <laughs> Call the Alan Cox Show. Idiot. Stupid moron. 216-578-1007 or 1-800-348-1007. Your Cleveland Guardians are in town tonight. It's the first of three against the Boston Red Sox. 7-10 is your start here on MMS. So we'll roll around 6-30, and a few minutes after that, you get your pregame uh, coverage with the whole hee-haw gang over there at uh, Progressive Field. Uh, so tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday will be that series. Uh, against the Red Sox here at home. Do they stay at home or do they leave? They stay. And they play the Astros of Houston. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then they split. And go to San Diego to play the Padres. Who used to have Mike Clevenger. Now my White Sox have Mike Clevenger. But uh, 
Don't hold that against them. Do you see the girl, by the way, NHL, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Golden Knights are just rolling over the Florida Panthers so far. They still have two more games, but the Golden Knights have won the first two games. And did you see the reporter from Miami that they sent to Vegas who, like, Nick Chubb's the guy who tries to get in the frame? She goes, she's just doing her report. She's with CBS News Miami. Her name is Samantha Rivera. And some drunk Vegas fan tries to get in the shot. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. I'll show it to you here. Good for her. Uh, She went big viral for that one. Yep. She tweeted out. She's like, look, you better. I don't care who you're a fan of. I don't give a damn what team you're rooting for. Get the hell out of my face when I'm working and respect that I'm here to do my job. Excited to get back home to some classy Panthers fans for game three. That wasn't Nick Chubb. No, I said she's strong armed him like Nick Nick Chubb. Chubb. Chubb trying to get into the frame. I'm that like, would have been great. If she especially if she still did that same move to Nick, to Nick Chubb. <laughs> Heisman them right there. Nick Chubb! Hasta la vista, baby! Nick Chubb fucks Now listen. Did you see Travis Kelsey take the mic at the White House? Yes, and then Mahomes like pushes him off. And... He was like, yeah. he's like, nope, sorry, sorry. He's like, what did he say? He's like, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment or uh-huh. something like that. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, Travis Kelsey. I mean, I don't know much about the guys from Westlake. I guess that's what everybody talks about around here. But when he hosted SNL, he was funny. I mean, his timing was pretty good. I mean, at least give a good line rating, I guess. I, I, I mean, him and his brother do a pretty interesting podcast. Do they? With their dads yeah. sometimes. Pops yeah, on they're there too. they're they're pretty good at just getting going back and forth and having good conversations. Just like us, <laughs> just like us. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so they're so they're welping, welcoming the Super Bowl champions to the White House. Mm-hmm. They already did this, didn't they? They won the Super Bowl in friggin' February. Uh, mm-hmm. This video is just I just saw it the other day. On so my this th- isn't new. No, I haven't seen it yet. Though. I haven't either. I, yeah. I didn't think anybody had. Fans the- Hold on. That other chick is still playing. Hold on. Let me get myself squared away here. Oop. So many things going on. So I've been waiting for this. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no fun. Let him do something. All right. Yeah, I don't know how old that is. Huh. Well, anyway. Um. <laughs> uh, nothing. It's just so silly. It's just people who do. Oh, Biden looks confused. Like, okay, fine. What do you want? Yeah. He's old. Yeah. He's old. <laughs> he's I know. Super old, man. What do you want? And he's surrounded by youths. <laughs> what is a youth? Youth. Oh, a youth. Yeah. He's surrounded by youth. All right, well, yeah, that's a good thing to be surrounded by, I guess. My brothers say that all the time. This was your solution? I'm like, absolutely not. 
We yeah, but you know what? The lesser started. of two evils. We've been over right. this. But also, these ma- these mega dopes need to figure out. They need to pick which Joe Biden they've got because you can't have it both ways. Because half the time they're saying he's senile, can't remember his name, and the other half they're like, he played us on the debt ceiling. He mm-hmm. he he got one over on us again. Well, which is he? He's dark Brandon or he's a dummy? Because he ain't both. Dark Brandon. You can't have it both ways. You redhead rubes. Anyway, uh, uh, that chick's pretty hot. Alan, Lorain County has meth and the penis Fritos, lady. I, yeah. I I, we haven't gotten... Hey, man, meth ain't that bad. Right. The penis Frito lady probably ain't that bad either. Hey, man, meth ain't that bad. I don't know if she's still around there, because this was... I mean, this was, you know, before 2011. I graduated 2011, so uh, this was years before that. This is like middle school, high school. So if she's still there, God bless her. She must love her job. But that's who I had when I was. Well, my Google search tried to correct me to Lorraine Penis Frito-Lay. So. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was the Penis Frito-Lady. That's what, I don't know if that was her official. I, 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 I guarantee it wasn't her official. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today we're going to be visited by the Penis Frito-Lady. She's like, kids, you know first we're going to have uh, Officer Jenkins over here tell you which color drugs to not take. And then the Penis Frito-Lady is going to come in. <laughs> And tell you all about, what would she tell you about again? It was a sex ed thing? Well, yeah, she would talk about, like, sex ed, and then she was just like, how disease spread and germs. She was just like, I she's like, I am that freak that, you know, jumps around in the bathroom and, like, uh, white, you know, like, grabs the knob, the doorknob with a paper towel. I am that freak who grabs the knob. That okay. grabs the knob with the paper towels because gotcha. you don't want to, you know, get any more germs. She's like, you don't want a guy scratching his junk and then... Taking out some of your Fritos out of your bag. Why is it a penis Frito lady? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you're like, yeah, you don't want a guy scratching his junk and then, you know, reaching for something in your bag at lunch. Now you got penis Fritos. You don't want that. Guys, wash your hands. I realize, and I'm, I'm hearing, I'm getting this a lot from my our Florida bureau chiefs in response to everybody here telling me how crazy I was because I'm less and less inclined to get into natural bodies of water because there's always something in them. This is obviously an extreme case, but that massive seaweed island that's washing up in Florida, the sargassum, right? We talked about this a couple weeks ago when it was still out in the ocean. It's the massive blankets of seaweed that wash up onto the shore. It's got flesh-eating bacteria in it. And so they're telling people down there in Florida, hey, maybe don't F around with the giant seaweed that's washing up. It's just this like thick brown algae in South Florida that like carpets the beach. It just smells like ass. Animals get caught in it. You know, people who are like walking their dogs and all these hotels and resorts are telling people like, hey, please don't go in there because there's some really nasty stuff in there, including flesh-eating bacteria. But it's also giving some people a condition called leaky gut syndrome. Dude, this has been all over the news. <laughs> leaky gut. Yes. For like years, though. Years? This is just washing up. No, no, no. I'm saying leaky gut. But people you, have been talking right. about leaky gut. But for... you are proving my case for me. These kinds of stories of things in water have been around for years. It's not like the water's getting better. But they're not all, you don't get leaky, like people have been talking about leaky gut to sell like 
uh, supplements and certain types of diet. And no, no, no. Like I that. think you're thinking of where they where they fake that you have poop in your body impacted. No, the oh. term leaky gut has oh. been around for a while where yeah. they're like, hey, take my supplement if you have leaky gut. Or if you eat this type of food and you experience this discomfort, you might have leaky gut. Well, yeah, because it is just a bacteria. Yeah. But they're saying it's in the the sargassum. Sargassum? Sargassum? But nobody wants leaky gut. No. It's gross. I mean, and it's, again, like I said, it's just going to get worse. Because not just stuff that's in water, then they go, well, this year in particular, the water's going to be a lot warmer. So what happens? You have all these weird pathogens that then what do they do? They attach to the microplastics that are now everywhere in water. And so we're probably going to get all kinds of cool new toxins that we don't know what they're going to do. Leaky gut's old and busted. The new hotness is going to be uh, brain-eating something or other. Well, it's brain-eating me, but th- that's when they have these zombie shows, I think the brain-eating amoeba is going to trump the fungus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. But does brain-eating amoeba make you a fungus, or does it kill you? It's or does it, it make you it's, a zombie? It's, 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 it's going to be a brain-eating Amoeba that turns you into a zombie, basically. So it doesn't eat your whole brain? Right. It just eats the parts that have, like, your humanity in it. <laughs> so your humanity. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about brain-eating. That's the good parts. But yeah, they're talking about brain-eating amoeba up in the northern states. Like Ohio, you'll hear more and more statements from the Department of Public Health. They're like, yeah, there's a lot more... Uh, brain-eating stuff that they're finding in the lakes. But it's things that they're going to find all over the place now. Yeah, but it's just also, getting warmer everywhere. You're also talking about water that looks gross. It's got a sheet but of algae on it. it. But those people deserve it then. I'm talking about swimming in a lake that just, it's it's just a lake. That's what I was talking about. Wallace so lake you're saying Maria because not- you can't see it, it's fine. I'm saying don't go jumping into something that has a layer of algae. That, yeah, right. that looks gross. But everybody knows that. I'm talking about the stuff you can't see. It's still there. I'm not, I'm just saying. Whatever. I'm less and less excited, at the very least. The thoughts and prayer amoeba. <laughs> at the very least, I'm not going lower than the shoulders. I mean, if I get something in the pee hole or the bee hole, I mean, that's whatever, right? I've got my swimming corks. No, you don't. Leslie, Grant Larson is on the phone for the National Park Service. I cannot meet with him right now. We are in crisis mode, okay? Larry, just tell him I need to reschedule because I am trying to fix my bee hole disaster. Okie dokie. Wait, no, wait, no, Larry, don't tell him that. Don't mention my bee hole. Right. <laughs> It's pretty funny because it's actually like a bee, like the bumblebee kind of hole. But it seems like she's talking about her butt. It's a double entendre. Yeah, it's a little tricky. Yeah, I like it when you explain the jokes. I think it makes more sense to people now. Listen, all I'm saying is Alan Cox brand orifice corks. I'm gonna I'm gonna be printing money mm-hmm. with climate change doing what it's doing. Ain't no.
you know, it's these people who are like, we got back from the Dominican Republic and I had the worst headache and I couldn't figure out what it was and I had a bug in my brain. Okay. Well, guess what? Monsters we, and... Monsters inside me. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't get to laugh at these weird people like, oh, God, who'd go down there? It's happening here. Paramore ended their show with This Is Why, if you know that song. I don't. Do you know the song This Is Why? Mm-mm. Well, that's what they ended their show. You know the band Paramore? This, this is yes. why. This is why we're Paramore. No. We rock, rock and roll because we are We Paramore. are Paramore. Do you this want more from Paramore? This is Here's why. Here's our encore. More. Paramore encore. This is why. Ooh, so scared, chubby wubby. What? I don't know a lot of their new stuff. Um, I know mostly their old Do you know stuff. This Is Why? I do not. This Is Why. We are Paramore. <laughs> Been around a long time. Why? Because we want more. Paramore. This is why. Do you? Yeah. This is why you should keep your opinions to yourself. Hmm. Shut up and dribble. This is why addiction is real, Alan. (laughs) Alan. Yeah. Well, sometimes I step in it. What do you want? Alan. During an interview with the dead woman's spouse, they determined that she had gone to a fresh water lake beach and she'd submerged her head beneath the water. Stop it. Ugh. This isn't a PJ Harvey song. Anyone? I've uh, <laughs> got uh, I've got to take it a break. Me a second, but if, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah if yeah. Uh, if you've got leaky gut, <laughs> perhaps if you got moderate to severe, severe leaky, leaky gut. gut Maybe Paramore is right for you. This is why. My, I've got leaky gut. You're not listening to enough Paramore. Maybe Death Metal Calliope is better for you. This is the, what they really opened the show with. Paramore from the other night. Be playing this on uh, two hours to midnight on Saturday night. Live. Two hours of uh, nothing but heavy metal. Uh, this week with special guest Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. Nice. Very excited. And now I must leave you as the Brady Bunch is on, and I find four of those children incredibly arousing. <laughs> Get out of here. Be careful of what you say. Be careful in every way. Be careful of what you do. Big Brother is watching you. Be circumspect and discreet. Stay light on your mental feet. One slip and you know you're through. Big Brother is watching you. Conform with all directives. Remember obedience pays. And when you watch that TV screen, remember it works both ways. You'll disappear in a wink. Unless you can double think. You'll vanish into the blue Big Brother is watching you 